Hey guys, Sabergit here. Welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. Um, it's been a busy, busy day. We just went through three huge shoots for Velvet's Fantasies and for SKW with the beautiful, the lovely, the powerful, the skilled, the gorgeously haired Saya Savage. Hey everybody! And right next to her, uh, being so nice to co-host, is Kat Van Wilder. Hi everybody, it's so good to be back. And you guys seem to love Kat in that last podcast and she has been kicking some ass here today. Uh, we shot uh, two really big projects for Velvets that involved everything from pantyhose to knockouts to compromising sexy positions on top of other women and I think there was even some sleepy kissing. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. It had it all. And then I think we topped it off with uh, Saya versus Supergirl. So a cat played Supergirl, who is a dick. <laughs> I was such a dick. I felt terrible. Such a dick. I felt really bad. And the premise was that you were using one of your fans as a practice dummy for a knockout until she turns the tables via Kryptonite. I support her in that decision. <laughs> and one thing I noticed about Saya, first of all, let's do an intro. So... Uh, people, for those who don't know who Saya is, shame on you, but um, Saya Savage is, has quickly become one of the best known um, uh, actresses within the fetish world, but also big time in wrestling, both pro and competitive. Um, and, uh, and you have such a huge following, and so it is kind of crazy that we're just now getting you into this podcast. But, uh, but you did, I mean, you did so great today, and one of the things I noticed immediately is like your confidence has just changed from like, uh, it's like night and day. And um, so that brings me to the first question I had, which is, um, I want to hear you tell the story of how, what it was like when you first came on to our site, because it's a good one. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you for noticing that first. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's been a long time, definitely, since I've been working with you, and then also since starting Essentially Savage. That's helped a lot, too. Mm -hmm. But... Um, in the beginning, I really had zero idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, it was a pretty funny story. I had a girlfriend who was shooting the fetish scene, and um, she had told me we were doing a photo shoot, like a ring girl type photo shoot, which I'd done in the past. So we show up, and uh, they take us to this, you know, uh, basement studio, and I'm just looking at it like, uh-oh. <laughs> so what I didn't know was that she had told you that it was a ring style photo shoot. Yeah, so I'm thinking a completely different scene. Like First of all, you know, going into someone's house, and and her and I were actually, we hadn't been friends that long. I think we were good friends, but mm -hmm. I hadn't known her that long, so, um, and before that, I hadn't really watched wrestling. Um, you know, obviously I was aware of what it was, but I was not into it in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Thought it was tacky at the time, so didn't really pay attention to it. Um, Hadn't done any camera work, no script work, so everything was already beginning to be odd. And then well, yeah. you walk, you so you walk. So people don't know that uh, most girls come in through our carport door. Right. So you walk in, and there's this dude, and in the kitchen, and you're expecting this like studio with like a ring in it. And so here I am, like upstairs, and I could tell, I could feel it coming off her. She was just like I'm expecting a low budget fight, but not a house. <laughs> yeah, she was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And the other girl, who I mean, I can say her name. Her name is Kelly. She, you guys know Kelly on the site, but she, uh, she showed up. She didn't. She had not shown up yet. So you just were like this babe in the woods. And there's like, I don't know if this girl actually knows what she's doing today. And then I think when we went downstairs to the basement, is when I saw your eyes go kind of wide. 
yeah, so there's this big closet just <laughs> full of shoes and costumes and, you know, this, I mean, if you're not expecting it, it's a creepy basement studio. And I'm just like, this is the beginning of a horror movie I've seen. <laughs> um, of course, he was nice and congenial enough to, like, make me somewhat at ease, um, but yeah, so she gets there like and bottles of chloroform, <laughs> <laughs> you know, weird weapons and um, no. yeah, oh definitely God. wasn't what I was expecting. And That's I'm kind of just keeping it all to myself, going with the flow until my girlfriend gets there. You know, um, she gets there and they hand a script. So I'm like, well, what? No, I haven't done. She any didn't even tell work. you that it was acting. Not at all. Yeah. It, she told me it was a photo shoot. And I, I would have said no right away to camera work because I was pretty shy. Definitely, as you noticed, different than I am now. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I would have been comfortable with the camera. Do you remember, do you remember what it was that we shot? <sighs> no, you know what? I, I don't. I, I want to say that I was blacked out in my head the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Uh, it's hard for me to remember because we've shot so much. But I think it was you and Kelly versus Sumiko. Wait, no, no, no. Was it a tag team fight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. I do remember now. But you did you did fantastically. I mean, now knowing what you were feeling back then, I feel like you you did great. Uh, in spite <laughs> of the fact that you were terrified, probably. I was just... I, th I thought the whole thing was so weird, and I was just contemplating. Also, I just was terrified of mm -hmm. being on camera. So I was contemplating uh, running out the whole time. And how bad that would look, <laughs> you know. But I stayed, and I... and I That would have scarred me for life. If somebody just run know. out, I would be like, oh, shit, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, I, 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 for a good long time, I was just like, what, you know, what is this going to be if I walk out, you know? Or what's going to happen if I stay? But I shot through it, and by the end, I was like, you know what? Like, when you put your ego aside of just how over the top everything is, then you realize it's actually really fun. And I've always been very physical mm -hmm. uh, and athletic. So that aspect of it, I was like, well, you know what? I actually had a really great time. And um, we contacted you. Uh, we contacted you to do more work and you came back. And I feel like um, the more we did, the more you started to really kind of adapt to it. Yeah. But, uh, but also getting to learn... The fact that a this is this is a thing like holy shit wrestling's this big or it's this big in you know on mats or there's fans of this stuff that pay for it through more fetishistic um, you know ways like uh, or or for for more fetishistic reasons so that must have been like a blow like you blown away just like holy shit it really really was um, I I really started to enjoy it though I started watching action movies differently I started watching wrestling differently because now you can relate and you can relate the fun that you have while you're doing it and then you see other people doing it and so then yeah, yeah. I started getting a lot more into it and understanding what it was about it that people really liked it's just a lot of fun that's really cool because you you have a very that's very specifically um, well it's a different kind of story because a lot of uh, models that get into this they kind of have an idea of what they're right. going to like when we talked about your first couple of shoots you're like okay well I dipped my foot into this and this is the first fetish I shot <laughs> with Kat uh, and when you came to our site you're like I get to fucking Beat, pretend to beat people up, this is going to be great. Whereas you walked in and you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But the fact that you stuck it out is great because now you've become like this kind of household name amongst the uh, the fetish wrestling guys. And uh, I keep I get emails every day like, when is she coming back? When is she coming back? And it's insane. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you stuck it up. I love it now. And it feels, <laughs> I mean, I have multiple homes, but this is, is and always will be like a home to me. Somewhere I feel really happy mm -hmm. to come back and work with everybody and see everybody. And 
Um, well, today was a blast, and we have a whole other day tomorrow of shoots for Velvets and for myself. I think you're matching up against Anne Marie. You're taking on Yay. Tiny again. And, uh, oh, awesome. And then I think you get to beat up Jacqueline. You get to beat up Jacqueline as Supergirl. So that's two <laughs> Supergirls you get to beat up. That's twice in one week. Yeah. And then Anne Marie, for the third clip, plays Supergirl as well. Oh, wow. So they really like to see you beat up Supergirl for some reason. Uh, maybe so. it's the contrast. It's like yeah. the dark skin, black hair versus like the... It's because you look like Wonder Woman. Maybe. That could be it. I did do uh, several Wonder Woman for you, like, no. That was a, that minute, was a big but... thing. I did like the fact that you accidentally called Supergirl Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> it happened today. There's been a lot of shooting going on this week. It's a good so... outtake. It's yeah. Good <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's go back a little bit to the history of, of how you got into this. Now, were, were we your first ever fetish shoot? I'm assuming so. You said you hadn't been in front of the camera. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you done any sort of maybe print work or photo work before that? Or? No, not at all. No. Um, when I was... The closest thing that I ever had to it was when I was younger, I was a stripper. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd been introduced to plenty of fetishes at my job. Do the exotic yeah. dancing. Yeah. And, and participated in them and stuff like that with different clients. Um, so I, I have a question about that because I, I, I've only been to a strip club. Honestly, I can count it on my hands. The first few times I went is because I had friends who worked there who were working for me. And they'd be like, hey, come on down. We're bored. There's not a lot of customers. Have a drink. And it was like right down the street. So I'd go in there like, oh, check it out. But I never really got to hear a lot of like what went on that would lead you to even experience a fetishistic thing. Like what, what would happen? Is it more like a champagne room thing or? Oh, wow. Yeah. So the fetishes definitely go on in the champagne booths. I think that um, they have this area where you, it's a little bit more private of a dance, more like a three for 100 or whatever the price is. Mm. Um, and I... I've had customers there that wanted me to like step on their balls, which is an easy thing to do there. So, and wow. that was the fetish that I always loved to do. Like straight off the bat, it was like, yes, present those balls. I don't think I've ever, uh, I don't think I've ever met a girl who has done that who didn't love it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. it's great fun. Yeah. I, have I to, would love that. Have you ever done it before, Kat? Um, have you been asked to, to kick somebody? I have been asked to by people online, but I've never ended up meeting any of them. <laughs> I have a feeling if you're going to continue to shoot fetish, you'll eventually encounter a company that shoots this. I would definitely be open to doing it. I just was never comfortable with the scenarios presented. <laughs> Brings a whole new meaning to the stress relief balls. <laughs> oh, God. I imagine. Uh, <laughs> I bet it's great. <laughs> I had to uh, uh, chaperone a girl for a couple of sessions private sessions and there was a guy the first guy came in and he was uh, like an ex-army guy and he just wanted her to just wear some high heels and fucking wail on his nuts it's incredible because i mean you know it's excruciating oh i was trying to like i was on my laptop in the corner trying to ignore the sounds you know so i had to put on music because he was just making these groans and i wanted to help him a little bit but i knew that i was his thing and uh apparently he paid really well so well at least as far as i remember that they were I mean, they looked like pleasure groans and pleasure faces. They were enjoying it as much as I was, and it was, um, yeah, it's mutually. <laughs> I feel, I mean, it is, when you think about stuff like BDSM or, or, you know, especially BDSM, I mean, there's certain wires that are, are crossed in different ways in people's brains, and there's certain things that feel great to one person that do not for others. And I, uh, to me, it's just such an extreme because the idea of getting hit down, it freaks me out. Like, Yeah, yeah. I think it... That's the normal reaction, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But uh, so what else did you uh, 
what else were you exposed to? So, um, cuckolding, cuckolding was another, um, foot fetishes was probably the most common. I think mm -hmm. that's one that everybody knows. Foot fetishes are everywhere. And then cuckolding, um... How do the cucks things, so, how did that work in... in, um, in like, life? I had clients in the VIP that just basically wanted me to talk about, um, how I had you know, like fucked all these guys while he was at home making money to pay the bills. So and they like had all come, yeah, and, yeah, and they had all come inside me, like you know, he was gonna eat my pussy, and it was really just a lot of dirty talk, and then me taking off my dirty, like, you know, my dirty thigh highs. And, so he was gonna go down on you after they had come and said you. Yeah, he wanted just the verbalization of that, and sort of, um, I don't even know if it was. I mean, yeah, obviously it's disrespectful because basically. He's, uh, you know, at work taking care of me and I'm just fucking all these guys. <laughs> I refuse to fuck him, but I will allow him to smell my dirty pantyhose. Um, but he was a great customer and I actually really enjoyed his com company. He was very respectful. Um, it was talking only. I had BDSM customers and, and that went to all different levels of commands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, okay. um, I learned a lot more of the technical terms with BDSM with um, some of them. So but. a lot of verbal domination. Yes, a lot of verbal domination and yeah, basically. But besides, you said you there were some where you had to actually stomp on someone's balls. Uh, what about BDSM? Was there somebody who asked you to like whip them or hit them? Or? Well, actually it was my main one was the other way around and it was directing me to do a lot of things. Um, and just me being the submissive and, mm -hmm. and putting me down a lot, uh, putting me down the way that I did the things he directed me to. And then there was a scale of, which, I mean, a lot of people already probably know this, but I had no idea at the time. There's like a scale of how turned on you are and then you communicate that way. So, you know, you're going up or down by how it's mm -hmm. going. So it's, they, they want you to enjoy, you know, you're just not in control. Yeah. Um, so that was another major one, but there's there's weirder ones, you know. There's oh. ones that I've drawn the line on. So oh, where they came in and they asked you, and you were like, nope, not gonna do it. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna assume. Well, you know what? Let's get back to that because I think that's gonna be a topic that we hit later. We asked okay. a cat about it too. It's like, what are the things you won't do? Um, uh, stuff like that. Um, you did mention. Uh, I think earlier we were having a, a conversation, and you said something about someone wanting to pay you to poop in a cup. I think <laughs> it's what I overheard. What what, yes. uh, what what happened there? Yeah, so <laughs> I was at work, um, the Spirit Rhino in Las Vegas of all places, and I had a client who was shopping um, VIP with me, and then last minute he was just like, you know what, we don't even need to go in there, you don't need to waste your time. Basically, you know, I was going to give you $2,000 to poop in a cup, and was that enough for you? <laughs> he just went straight to the end. Yeah, like, just yeah. right away. Um, and I, that was, that was more in my early days of dancing. And also money was just so good at the time that I was kind of just in utter shock. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, in a, in a strip club, like just the logistics of it and everything, I was just like, um, I couldn't even say anything to him. I just walked off. Um, oh my God. But when I did tell it to the other girls, they were like, where is he? <laughs> I gotta do this anyway. Because, yeah. <laughs> Good lord. I'm not gonna lie, I would have done that. <laughs> Me now? I would have That's done why that. I said that was it. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know, did we really just say that? <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's a common thing. Like, one of the biggest, one of the, 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 the craziest stories I ever heard about was uh, well, actually on a show 
it was on HBO. It was like I think it was called Strippers on the Point or Strippers on the Strip or whatever. And it was like mm. uh, it was about strippers in Vegas. Yeah, I think and they I were know just telling these stories. And there was a, a woman who basically I mean I already told this before, so I won't I won't go into detail. But it was like kind of like met up with this Hannibal Lecter rich guy, and he uh, took her upstairs and basically made her go on the floor. And then as she was leaving, he had like nice china put out with like a champagne glass and it was filled with like her pee and her poo and he was just like i watched that same documentary it was about a wow it was about um uh escorts who Mm -hmm. worked the strip yeah i remember that documentary she talked about how he bought her all this food and they waited around until she could do it yeah how would you feel about that one i don't uh <laughs> I would have to be offered a lot of money. I think it would have yeah. to be a lot of money. I don't I'm know sure if I would be comfortable doing that in person, but I'm also, you know. Wait, did she have to stay and watch? I don't think I. No, am. she left. Okay. I am extremely okay. supportive of full service sex workers, but it's not my bag. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I would ever end up in a situation like that in the first place. But Fine. I'm sure there's a price. <laughs> I'm sure there's a price where I would, you know. If if somebody wants to eat my fecal matter, um, <laughs> that's not my problem. <laughs> that could be. I mean, they'll, they'll eventually develop an app for that. I'm sure. We'll just you know have a little meet up and just bring a bag of your own poo. I'm sure. I mean, they have. We were talking about how they have like cuddle apps now. Right. So you cuddle can do. Apps. Yeah, you can it's do all big. kinds of stuff. Yep. Uh, that's one of the things that we talked about. That I think you were like. That's one that you were, you drew your line. And you were like, I don't think I'd ever do that. But you were you just curious about it in terms yeah. of like. How does it work? Well, I just have this morbid curiosity with everything. If there, if there's a thing, I want to know about it. I want to kind of see it, and so I, I um, I made a profile and I pretty quickly deleted it. It was more of just to check it out. I, yeah, I don't think that's my thing. So for those who don't know, it's basically an app where you hire somebody to come out to your home, or I guess you're staying at a hotel. Or you can go to theirs or hotel, yeah. And they just cuddle you. That's it. And it, it, it described it in a way of like, you don't have to explain yourself. They don't have to explain themselves. You both just know. It just works. It's for, I guess, people that maybe just got out of relationships that have been used to being with yes. people for a long time. Or just, I mean, I guess a lot of us are really um, craving physical affection and, and just that. Like, it, it makes sense. I get it. It's just, I don't find the thought of like, going and cuddling with a stranger at all appealing or like it would scratch that itch personally. I think that's, I think that's the part that gets me is the stranger yeah. part. Yeah. If it was somebody that you kind of knew yeah. and you're at a party or something like that and you're, I've been at parties where I, a really good friend of mine and I will just kind of get tired, get on the couch and just curl up and just talk a little bit. And it's nice. It's not, there's nothing to it, but you at least know the person to have like a stranger show up to you. I don't know if I could do it. It's, but I have to say, I mean, it maybe would be different when you gave it a try. When I was a massage therapist, um, there was a lot of people that would burst into tears. I'm um, just from you really putting your hand on their shoulder, rubbing their back in a caring yeah, way yeah. and talking to them softly or just when you gave them a massage, when you're just, you know, really present and you're putting your your emotion and your love into it and they were just so starved for physical touch mm-hmm. that, and I remember that actually made me really passionate about massage and I just loved giving physical affection to those people because yeah. it was just like beautiful to see that. It's That's a good point and uh, I think as, as humans, that's one of those things that we all kind of need. And there was one article I read about a woman who, uh, she was basically just a working woman. She was just like a businesswoman, went from city to city, attending meetings, doing whatever she had to do. And at night, she would hire somebody to come out and just 
to cuddle and do the cuddle thing with her. But she was just like, yeah, I don't have time for a man. I don't have time for like a home life, but yeah. I do like that physical contact. So. I think we need it, mm -hmm. you know, and just the way that everything is now, people are getting it less and less. So, but there are people, I, it's interesting because I always read about people who live by themselves, like in the middle of nowhere and they seem to be very happy as well. So it seems like it's almost like what kind of person are you? Do you really crave it? Or are you one of those people who just wants to live like, you know, in the middle of an Island by yourself and never talk to anybody and, and uh, I don't know, it's bizarre. That's a rough one. I think that's less normal, although I, I have noticed that I'm able to go long periods of time with zero human interaction that drives a lot of friends of mine absolutely crazy. <laughs> I am so happy and not, you know, missing it, but at the same time to have no, I mean, because some of these people are not, they don't have anyone at all, mm -hmm. you know? for long periods of time and I don't think I've actually, I've actually ever really had that so Kat, it's, it's do you hard feel to do you feel like physical touch is something that you're very much into or is it just like I am such a huge cuddler I will cuddle anyone and everyone <laughs> and yeah I you know there's definitely you know friends of mine have stayed over you know female friends have slept in my bed and I'm like mm. hey I'm gonna big spoon you now like <laughs> yeah. and I have I have definitely cuddled with people that I barely knew, just like in situations, but I could definitely see myself. I've, I've given enormous amounts of thought to doing the professional cuddling. Oh, I wow. would never have a problem with it being a stranger because I'll just cuddle anyone. I would feel a little bit afraid of meeting a stranger um, somewhere just because I don't know what kind of person they are. I don't know if they are expecting more than cuddling or planning to do something nefarious. But as far as the cuddling is concerned, I, I love cuddling. Cuddling is the best. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that would work better I, if you could have people who vouch for for the customer. Right. Like I that. feel like I would almost get as much out of it as they would. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it works. That's, I, that's I'm somewhere in the middle. Like there, there are times where I do crave that, that contact. And there's other times where I can go days, like you said, and just kind of be okay with... with right. Me. Yeah. Like if Jacqueline's out of town and I have a house to myself, I'm kind of like, this is great. Like I can just yeah. Yeah, do that. But yeah, uh, it's it's very interesting that that's becoming a thing. Um, that people ask for. Um, but moving on to your story, because we're, we're still moving through there. So you, you started off doing the wrestling stuff for me. When did it start to branch out into other fetishes for you? In front of a camera. Because we obviously, we, 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 back when you were a dancer, that you went through some of the stuff there. But like when you started to, to work for other companies or... Yeah, well, I mean, I guess there was so many people that you guys had worked with. Um, Initially, it was just people that you guys had vouched for and said, yeah, this person's great. This person would love to work with you. And then I would work with them and I'd have a really great experience. And everybody has their own new stuff that they add on. And um, I have to say that... Oops. <laughs> Some <laughs> fell. That's okay. Go ahead. I, I enjoy most everything um, and, and most everyone that I work with. So then, yeah. And then I just started to enjoy it so much that it started to be something I wanted to do you know, more of. Yeah, more of. What, what was your first non-wrestling shoot? Or has it always revolved around combat? No, 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 no. Definitely not. Um, I think combat has been the main thing. Let me think what I've done. That's well, I know for Jacqueline, you've done yeah. Sleepy and then right. probably some stuff that revolves more around like foot fetish, but... And I've done... So I've done a lot of stuff like that. And then uh, for Sumiko, I've done... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of different kind of stuff. And... Some of it, I mean, I've done stuff. I think I one time wrestled a snake stuffed animal for, thir for 30 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. 
We have we that have was one an of interesting those. one. We have one of those. Yeah, I know. I saw it. <laughs> those are yeah. We have Blake the Snake. He's amazing. <laughs> he's he's looking forward to working with him uh, at some point. Um, but uh, so what was uh, what was the most out there thing you've shot? Like something where you weren't well besides the snake thing. Mm. Like, what was the thing where you were just like, oh, this is new? Okay. Well, there's. <sighs> There's a couple things I drew the line at. Mm -hmm. um, there was one thing, there was a shoot that I had done for Sumiko, and um, we were gonna be licking the bottom of each other's feet mm. after the match. And it, that just doesn't seem appealing to me, even though I love feet and I will massage them all day. But we were like, you know what? We feel comfortable doing this with each other's, yeah. and you know, we're gonna wash our feet and put them into socks. And so we did that and we got through it and I just, I wasn't really into it, and so I told her, you know, I don't think I'm gonna do this one anymore, and she sent it to the guy, and then she was like, oh, you know what, like, he sent a video back and said, well, um, you guys did okay, but this is what I was looking for, and uh, this is what I would like in the future, and it was um, two very gorgeous, but naked uh, Russian girls wrestling very hardcore on the bed, and then, very erotically sucking the entire foot, gagging, and it was just. Oh. And yeah. I just, I after that, I was like, you know what, <laughs> the foot stuff, I was like in the mouth. Like, yeah. I thought it was just like licking a little no, bit. No, so the or... yeah, the spin we did was like, oh, because we're humiliated. You know, this is this extra level of humiliation. You can lick the bottom of my foot like the shoe. Yeah. And that made sense and stuff like that, and it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> but once I saw that, I was like, well, I'm not working up to that. <laughs> Man, you gotta leave it up to the Russians. <laughs> Those girls, yep, they just uh, oh yeah, they go for the gold. They made it look good, but <laughs> it was intense. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, do you it's, have anything? Um, it's a lot. <laughs> well, it's also like what? It's almost like a like a texture based kind of thing. Also, flavor in that there's some girls who don't like to to lick certain parts of the body. Uh, there's other girls who don't like their own spit. Like, right. Yeah, they don't like to to, to taste her. Well, they were spit. gagging on it, like it was yeah. going way down their throat. And, yeah, I mean, what you were being asked to do with Sumiko was a little more, I, I guess. I think yeah, he he was warming us up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so no no foot licking for you. No, no foot licking. I mean, I, I maybe like in the way that we did it that time, but even then, it was just it was ev it was like you know every single time one of us was pinned, and it was yeah. a bit much. It was like a bit excessive. Um, okay, so that was one of the lines that you drew. Is there anything else that you've been asked to do where you're like, yeah, no thanks? I think that there was just one time when I, I don't feel like <laughs> we were wearing enough clothes and it was very personal and a lot of like straddling positions and I just mm -hmm. thought, you know what, like, and I do some thong work, but with, you know, with yours it's always tasteful and yeah. there's there's a line and yeah, so... I think that's the only other thing you mm -hmm. just realize, okay, well, some people don't have the same lines, so I prefer to not do this type of work with them because, you know. Well, with, with like stuff like Sensually Savage, it's, it's new for me, too, because I, uh, I spent years not shooting anything that, was, that involved that kind of contact. And I remember talking to my wife about it. She's like, we need to just make sure that everyone's clean, everyone's yes. cognizant of what their limits are, make sure we have boxes of baby wipes so we can always, like, if someone has to kiss a foot, we can at least, you know, right. do a little pre-wipe or... But uh, yeah, so I always feel like I'm curious about how other companies work with that because I'm sure there's got to be a company out there who's really bad at it. We're just like, this girl sure just jog yeah, went jogging for six hours and like now she's going to do the scene and not clean up or something. Like that. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. She just didn't have the best hygiene and yeah, mm. the stuff that we shoot is very different. And I think girls love other females' bodies. Yeah. And, and 
making out and stuff like that, but as far as not knowing another person's hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have always, some limits of what body parts you want in your face. And it's so it's it's <laughs> it's so difficult to bring to bring that up because you're like you don't hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but how do you talk to be like, hey, are you guys sure that you bathe in the last <laughs> couple hours? Or does anybody have any medical conditions we need to know about that's gonna cause more of a body uh, aroma, wow. you know, stuff like that. And it's hard to, to bring that up without sounding like you're, you know, but you've got to be honest because you're going to put your body close to somebody else and like, let them know. Um, we had one girl that we shot with who just, I guess she was really nervous that day and you can, she had a very intense body odor and it was, it blew my mind because I was like, how do I tell her without hurting her feelings? And I couldn't do it. And so finally we just kind of bought like a bunch of, um, deodorant and I was just like if anybody needs to spruce up you know I understand and so after that I think it's been more like oh yeah I can use that and you know you be you're cognizant of the fact that you're working with somebody else but right. yeah as as a guy who's a producer I felt I couldn't I couldn't bridge it it was weird how do you say that to someone yeah do you take them aside and talk to them? yeah so it's that's a tough one but uh, I'm sure there's other directors who could give me tips on how to how to bring that up but I yeah I couldn't do it at the time um, but uh, it, luckily it's not a problem that happens all the time but yeah it's one of those things every once in a while you you encounter a situation where you're like how do I tell this person that <laughs> we might have to do a little more clean up before we do this shoot because that's just how they are that day I will say that most girls are very hygienic and overly cautious and if we know that we're going to be up close and personal before that yes. scene we freshen up um, just because I mean, we've worked with so many models. This is the only time that ever happened. Yeah. So that's a really, really good thing. So it, it, it it's not a common thing, but it, you, you don't even want it to happen once. It's so <laughs> yeah. That's very true. It's that's not enjoyable. True. Yeah. Like, yep. You and I were at the, the training gym apologizing oh, yeah. to each other about how sweaty we were and some of the moves we practiced. But I didn't mind that because you, you, you know, you didn't have a bad odor at all. Oh, well, thank goodness. I appreciate so it. Neither did you. <laughs> thank you. I think you mentioned earlier that there was really no fans in the place. Yeah, there's... It, the ceilings were just too high and it, the building was too big to, I mean, I can't even imagine what a, you know, electricity bill would be for cooling that kind of place down. So, mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's Georgia in the heated summer, so. We call it like the ball smell house. It oh. was overwhelming. You open like, the door and there's just powerful. a loft of it and you're like, how is this place this spacious and you can still smell this level of BO just walking in the door. Mm -hmm. It was There's powerful. a lot of people sweating in there. There's <laughs> a lot of grapplers and it's just... Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh. I think there was maybe uh, like 30 something of them in there uh, training when we were there. So. They were training hard too. Yeah, it's... It's was it all pro dense. wrestlers or, or well it was pro wrestlers and there's other sports as mm. well that people are training and so there's other areas so in our area in the ring um you know but i mean it's all one open thing mm. but there's still there's a lot of um wrestlers and then in the other areas you have people training for you know whatever their different sports are okay. uh, softball or what have you okay well let's move on to the next uh question i got here for you so uh let's go back to um your own personal kind of like coming up in the business because we're dealing with obviously a business where you're appealing people's fetishes and kinks 
Uh, and did that click for you at some point where you were looking at a script and you're like, okay, I, this is this is someone's king, this is someone's fetish. It's not so much I'm being given a script and I'm like, I have to act this out. But you're like, okay, I can see that this is this person's trigger and they want to see my feet in this way or they want to hear me say this in a certain way. Did it ever hit you all at once where you're like, oh, this is what people kind of get off to because it's their kink? Well, I think it kind of did really already in the beginning just working for you because, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, well, we're not... We're not dressed super skimpy. There's nothing really sexual ha going on, you know, yet the the pay is very well. And so you're like, what are people getting out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't understand. And so then you realize, okay, it's actually the kink. It's not, it doesn't need to be the nudity or, or sex to be sexually arousing. It's something else. And I think that's really cool. And it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's enjoyable to shoot because you can um, give somebody what they want without... Yeah you know, crossing your own, yeah, yeah, your obvious personal boundaries, you know. Yeah, because I think we talked to Kat about that too. We were just like, oh, the difference between just straight up, hey, we're going to fuck on camera and I just have to wear a leotard and walk around yeah. in high heels? Like, holy shit. And, um, it, yeah, so, but it clicked with you almost immediately. You're like, okay, I know why we're doing this. Yeah, and then the more stuff that I did, you know, then you kind of just start to see why they ask for things the way that they do and mm -hmm. what they're asking for and what they want, you know, what they want to see. So you're, as you were coming up, uh, or as you were, as you were growing up, I feel like, I don't, I don't want to like pre-guess, but you were, pro you seemed to me like you had more of a tomboyish kind of, um, like, uh, lifestyle when you were, when you were a kid, were you more like rough and tumble or were you like very girly girl? Cause when you get on the mats, like you really, you, it looks like you're just ready to scrap. <laughs> so it's. I always, I was actually just a complete aborigine. I always wanted to be outdoors mm -hmm. and I loved all the bugs, all the snakes, climb all the trees. I would catch fish and, you know, so I have an incredible amount of like physical scars just from just, you know, being such a tomboy outside. Right, so I got a little bit of that right. Yeah. So I, yeah, no, a hundred percent. So I, I mostly, I mean, I hang out with women now that I'm adult, but when I was the girl, Boys. there, yeah, there was no girls. They thought I was the weirdest, you know. And I can totally picture you in my head climbing a tree. And like, Extremely relatable. Yeah, they were just right like, oh, "You are gross." Oh, you and the boys too? are like, Shoot "Oh, me. yeah," you know. But the thing is, when you're hanging out with boys and you're a girl, you're you're also kind of gross. So you have to prove yourself more. So if yeah. everybody's oh, looking, yeah. if everybody's looking at a snake and arguing over who's going to pick up the snake, you just have to walk past them and pick it up. Yep. You know, if people are. You know, talking about a fight, you've got to be the first one to like haul off and punch. You know, you've got to make a name for yourself to I get was, respect. <laughs> I was exactly like that. <laughs> so, yes, I think that's why we're so the same. I know. We, we, we're just much more tough. Yeah, and we, I think we both went through that like proving ourselves to the boys because we weren't going to get along with the girls only so well. So. Because you have a different tolerance threshold than most people I shoot with. Um, and you and I are kind of the same. It's just like, go ahead and hurt us. Yeah, or seriously. Hurts, we're yeah. Like, yeah, we're fine. Let's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we because... definitely found that out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about that. So you, um, well, actually, let's stick with that because I want to go back to uh, how you grew up. But I also want to go to how you guys work with each other, the chemistry there, because uh, you guys work for Dangerous Curves. And uh, a lot, have you guys, actually, how many matches have you done against each other? So, um, yesterday was our first day shooting together, and oh really? Yeah, it was. We huh. had Why not did you even, think you guys had wrestled before that? No, right? we had not even met until the day before yesterday. Holy shit! But oddly, I 
feel like I've known you longer. I, I actually feel the same way. Yeah. I feel like wait, I was almost immediately comfortable around you. Mm. For sure. Is that tom tomboy energy? I think Seriously. so. I and, think it definitely and is. And even yesterday, Dangerous Curves, he said that he was like, you guys have amazing chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it could I, be because you guys don't have that. I mean, I'm not going to assume anything about any of the girls that work there or here. But there's sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, oh, she, I, I have to be careful with this girl. She might be a little, I don't want to hurt her. But then you meet somebody you're like, oh, I can totally scrap with this person. Yeah, and it's really hard to describe why you have good chemistry with people because I, I honestly love almost everybody I've ever shot with or really, really like them. But you have just different chemistry and sometimes yeah. you're like, I really like the way everything flows with this person mm -hmm. and I just like being around them. I like their smile. I like whatever. And you're like, this is, this works. You know That's what I mean? That's the way it was when Jackie first met um, Kat. She just, she texted me. She's like, I just met this girl yeah. and I fucking gave her my info and she's going to come work for us. And you, oh, you're going to love her. She's like this, this, she's like, Tigger, like ding, 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 ding. She's we, awesome. We yeah. talked about this in my last one. I felt the same way about Jackie. <laughs> but no one has ever like met my wife and been like, like turned off. They're just like, she's so sweet. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone ever disliking her. Like they, no. they'd be wrong. I mean, I went on the opposite. They direction. would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, for sure, she's the best. But you're uh, very, you're very easy to like, though. You're very. Um, some people are harder to read and you're just very open, you're very vocal, you're very sweet. So it's it's very disarming right off the bat. Oh, well, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you don't have any sort of guarded energy. You know, mm -hmm. like you're not like well, there's some girls that I've met where they're great to work with, but it took a while for them to come out of their shell. Right. You had no shell. Right. Yeah, Literally it's, like it's gone. If a turtle just had the body, it's just I have you're a like, shell, yeah. but I don't bring it to these shoots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Like Right. Yeah. But yeah, there's girls that you're just like, I can't read her. You know, does she like me? Does she hate me? Like, I feel like she's rolling her eyes a lot or she doesn't want to talk to me. And then, mm -hmm. and then things just don't flow as easily, you know. And you're but, dealing with, yeah. but when you're dealing with like my stuff or Jacqueline's stuff, it's more like, okay, we're going to do this here. We're going to cut, say this line, say this line, react mm -hmm. this way. But when you're dealing with an actual competitive match... There's okay. got to be a thing where you're like, oh, what if she doesn't like me? What if she's really going to try to, like, you know, <laughs> go for me? Uh, but, like, if you feel like you're being really kind to each other, you're like, oh, I respect this person. I don't want to hurt her. She doesn't want to hurt me. We're going to have some fun. Does that ever play into it when you're grappling somebody? You're like, oh, fuck, I hope I don't have to actually try to go for this, like, when? <laughs> so much. I don't know if you want to answer this first. Yeah, I... <laughs> One time I had an I think the experience. fans will be okay to, to hear that you guys were like, yeah. Uh, no naming names, oh, no. but yeah. We, we were great. I, she, Saya is extremely strong, and I was really not prepared for how strong she is. That's and what Jacqueline said. I, I was in a world of hurt after doing a competitive match with her, but I, I chose to be there and was not angry at all. I was just really impressed. Uh, but I did have one experience where I fought a girl that I knew only a little bit in real life. I, you know, in real life we were acquaintances. We had a friend in common and we had, you know, we'd talked. I, I kind of considered her like, I would have called her like, oh yeah, a friend of mine, but I didn't mm -hmm. know her that well. And we fought and I got the distinct <clears throat> impression that I had never realized how much she disliked me. She really, oh, no. she injured me. She, it seemed like she was doing it on purpose. And when I told her to, hey, you can ease up, she 
kind of responded with almost accusing me of trying to cheat by, you know, saying something along the lines wow. of like, oh, I'm only going as hard as I have to. I'm not going to let you win. What? And I did find out later that this same girl did, in fact, deeply dislike me and spread a pretty nasty rumor about me to someone who thankfully did not believe her. Um, wow. But that's the that's only rough. time that's ever happened to me. But I, what, what Saya said about, you know, there's some girls that you work with that are, you just feel like, oh, she really doesn't like me. Like the, the eye rolling, the kind of just being not there for it that you're like, oh, she hates my guts. What do I do? <laughs> like, and you feel bad fighting someone if you feel like they already don't like yeah. you and then you have to fight them. It's. It's no fun. It's really, it's so nice to work with people that you have genuine chemistry with. And I think... Well, that's that's something that I think is good about Dangerous Curves is they, they do have those guidelines of like, we're not going to do this kind of move. We're not going to do this kind of move. Uh, we've, right. we've heard stories of catfight companies that they just basically let two girls just fucking go. And it. I've seen oh, that. Yeah. But see, for me, I already have this kind of complex in my head where girls don't like me or I'm kind of unsure around them. And I really like them so it's, are you yeah, me so <laughs> yeah so we well, become best friends it's because of that weird tomboy we? thing you know and so it's hard because like i have this kind of like shyness or insecurity to me outside of the ring and then i know i'm gonna shock them when i get into the ring because yeah. i'm they're not ready for me i'm super competitive and so i have this whole thing where i'm just being so extra nice and extra soft because i'm like i'm gonna kill you later mm -hmm. you know and while you're doing it, you feel so bad. This, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this kind of made me realize a weird fetish that I had. We're going to get into that. Okay. okay. No, continue, please. Okay. Well, no, just when you are wrestling a girl and she starts to get really upset about how many times, you know, you're pinning her or how many submissions you're getting. Oh. And uh, she starts to pant and look really upset at you and her hair starts to get a little disheveled and she starts giving you this look like she's going to kill you. And I'm like, why is this arousing me? <laughs> <laughs> and I start to get embarrassed while I'm doing it. And it's this whole weird... <laughs> So it's like a you, like it's it's a spider. It's just because girls spider? look really sexy when they're angry. Okay, so it's the spider catching <laughs> so, the spider catching a fly. Maybe it's not even in a sadistic way. It's just really like I mean that like women are beautiful, and when they're angry and they're panting and their eyes are wild, you're like, and they're looking at you, you're like, oh my god. Well, it's this also is, the fact this that is kind of hot. Yeah, it's also hot. the fact that you're causing it. Yeah, I guess yeah. you know. Um, and then and then you oh sorry, you feel embarrassed that you're looking at that like you feel naked. You're like. Can you see that I'm? I, this is so inappropriate. Why am I like getting turned on? And so then you just—it's awkward. This is this is so funny because I I am the opposite. When a girl is absolutely kicking my ass and I'm like I I can't beat her. I'm getting the shit beat out of me. Like I'm done here. Then I'm like, okay, why am I enjoying this? Like wow. I there's a, a close friend of mine I did a fight with at one point had a, a custom script where she was just absolutely destroying me and at one point she took my yoga pants wrapped them around my neck and used them to ratchet me up into a leg scissors and I was like I have never in my life been attracted to this girl but holy shit like, <laughs> that was so hot like, <laughs> this is why we like fighting each other <laughs> yeah. so 
judging on that, uh, I'm assuming that you have more of a dominant feel when you're wrestling. Like you want to be more like you. I'm assuming you you have a very competitive bone going where you're like, I want to like really really you know win. Whereas Cat uh, maybe more like uh, I could win, but if I lose, it might I, be okay. Too. See, <laughs> I really want to win too. That's I think part okay. of it. Like I re- I am super competitive. I really want to win, and when I realize I'm not winning, or if I'm just scripted not to win. Mm-hmm. When I like, I have that moment where I give up on the competitiveness, either because I realize that I'm not gonna win, or because like, it's just not in the script for me to win. Yeah. There's, I think, a certain, a certain release of letting go of that competitiveness for once that I'm like, oh wow, this girl's kicking my ass and it's so hot. <laughs> so it's like that loss of control. Yeah. She's a very gracious, like she's a good sport. Mm-hmm. There's some girls that aren't and then yeah so i've never been in that uh, environment because i we don't shoot competitive grappling but like has there have there ever been hurt feelings where someone just kind of walks away and, and they're pissed or? oh yeah oh yeah tell you me should more tell them about uh well i mean she's a lovely girl i i i like her if i saw her to this day it was you work just, with her again i hundred percent i would hundred percent work with her name. again no no no, right. no 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 um well i think look she was one of the first ones that when I saw her, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to have my ass kicked today. It's yeah. going to be handed to me. This girl was, I'm talking about like a huge butt of just muscles, like horse's legs, eight pack, arms, shoulders, tri- I was just like, I, I started to feel that butterflies like, oh my gosh, you know, this is it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was very strong, but I think just off the bat, we just went so hard at each other. And I think that, well, I, I, I was kicking her butt because I... Did you wear her out? Is that what it was? Um, I wore her out. And the thing is, strength is not everything. It's agility no, and wildliness yeah. and being able to get out of holds and just being able to catch someone off guard yeah. and get behind them or whatever it is and throw them into a mood that they don't expect. And so I had thrown her into um, like a couple arm bars and like some more humiliating moves. And she started to get more and more mad. And it was a little bit different than the way that turns me on because normally, you know, they're getting more upset in, in a way of like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to win. Not yeah. of like, I'm actually upset. Like and this I, has ruined my day. I could read that on her. And then at one point she just, um, she broke a, ma- a nail in the fight and she, uh, she gave me a nice little punch in the gut mm. and she cut me on my stomach. I don't think she actually meant to. She just, she had really sharp nails, but she... She cut me open, like nice little scratch on my oh, stomach, and okay. it bled and it scarred, and and then she got up, and it it took a minute to get it to go back because I don't think that she was gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that she was trying her best, and I know that she, you know, she was upset, but she wanted to finish it, but it was just a very high tension. It's very yeah. You were gonna say, Kat? Oh, I was just going to say, I've, I I know the girl that she's talking about, and I have also fought that girl, and I also beat her, but she was much newer. Mm. But I, A, cannot imagine taking a full force punch from her because she is insanely strong. <laughs> I went, she leg scissored me, and I thought she was going to crack my ribs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she would have. It's the only time I have ever been genuinely terrified in a leg scissors. 
Like, and if you had her and a leg scissors, she was very good at digging her bone into your bone mm. so that you're like, you're hurting me so bad, I'm actually going to let go. Oh, no. Yeah, she, I did though. <laughs> I've only ever tapped out of a leg scissors because I was genuinely in too much pain once and it was fighting her. Yeah. She was crazy strong. <laughs> so I feel like there's, uh, there has to be kind of a correct attitude going into that kind of wrestling. Um, because if you go into it and you know you might lose. It's how you deal with that loss, yeah. I think, that makes you a good fighter or a good model to work with. It's kind of like when you listen to, to MMA guys talk about it. It's like when someone beats me, I kind of thank them. It's like, you've taught me something today. That's you know? how I feel about getting beat every time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. now I've learned not to do this. Or I I've mean, learned... it's life. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't always be the best and you have to know that it is a competition and someone's going to beat you and then you have to be gracious about it because you've also done it oh, to other dude. people. And I have a friend who does MMA and every time he loses, he's like, I shake the guy's hand. Yeah. I'm like, can I, can I study more with you? Teach me what you just did to me. Right. And it's not about like, fuck, I can't believe that I lost. It's more like, no, like life throws you shit. You lose sometimes and you learn from that and you come back and you face it again and maybe that's how you win. So right. it's, it's very interesting that some people will, like, well, obviously, I can just picture in my head you guys wrestling. <laughs> and if you if you defeated her or she defeated you, you guys would probably sh fucking hug it out after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And who you are inside of the ring or the shoot is nothing to do, you know, outside. So if someone's saying very personal stuff to you or they're humiliating you, and I've straight up humiliated girls because, you know, I could and it was fun. But outside... <laughs> <laughs> We're getting in touch with Saya the Dom today. I love you. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> but outside of it, you're, you know, I, you adore them. There's, it's nothing personal. It's just an experience yeah. inside the ring that leaves it when you leave it, you I know? I, I could not imagine getting mad at losing at a match. Like, if I was asked to grapple somebody. Actually, no, you know who beat me? Um, you know Sarai? Enchantress Sarai? Yes. Yeah. We had a friendly little competitive wow. wrestling match. We were just like, she had mats in her garage and we were just kind of like hanging out. And she's like, let's grapple. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so like, I was just, I was like, let's do it. And she came at me like a fucking hurricane. Dude. <laughs> oh, I would love to see oh, that. Oh my God. She came at me really hard, pinned me down. She trapped me in something. I think it was like an arm bar or something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to tap. All right. Tap, tap, tap. And she was like, okay. So the second round, we went at it again and I trapped her like in a. Almost like a guillotine kind of thing. Wow. And I held her down. I'm like, hey, do you want to tap? And you could see, uh, she felt it. And she was just like, she still was like doming from the mm -hmm. bottom. Because she's just oh like, God, yeah, yes. I had her trapped. And I'm putting <laughs> pressure here on the throat. And she goes, I say, do you want to tap? And she goes, say pretty please. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh. And I said, that's okay. a spirit. That's amazing. And I said, pretty please. And she tapped. Third round. She got I me. Mean, she came at me so hard. She trapped me. I think it was like a neck scissors arm bar, and I was like, tap, tap, tap. Where and, is this girl? Oh, she's down in Florida, man. She's amazing. <laughs> and uh, and afterwards, it was so exhilarating. I was just like, I just lost. This is. <laughs> I gave this big hug. We had a beer. It was fantastic. So to me, the idea of being so like proud that you would be upset that you were losing this grappling match is is very alien to me. So. Yeah, and you know. You How do you know. feel when you lose? Here's a good question. So if someone does beat you. What are your uh, initial reactions? Do you lose? Um, Have you lost? Uh, not you? ever to a woman. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. I forgot. So I did lose um, one to nothing to Sumiko. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing about that. Has that been released? Yes. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to like spoiler like his his videos and stuff. If that's the case, I can bleep it out. Bleep it out. Okay. But it's, you did lose to somebody. 
Yes, it's been, it's been released for quite some time. Okay. Yes, I how should did, have given that away that spoiler. Well, oh, no, 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 I mean, like, if he had not released it, yeah, that's fine. So, well, so can I say who it is? Is that fine? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. that's fine. Yeah, no, so she, she taught me everything I know, pretty much. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I just adore her so much. It was kind of odd even going up against her and then hearing her say she was nervous to go up against me and I'm like what like you know she's such an angel oh she oh my gosh I can't even say enough nice things about this woman I adore everyone her. loves her yeah we everybody do. loves her she's an angel um and she's so good at what she does and she's so humble about it and so like how the heck could you be mad about that you know what I mean uh, but of course you of course I lost you like you know yeah. you taught me <laughs> yeah so so was it just like she or was it like a tap out or was it more like a pin or I don't know exactly what the so, structure of the match was so I uh, she 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 wound up getting me into a submission and okay. I tapped out but you know it was at the very end and the reason why is because I thought that I had stamina but this woman has stamina and I mean, initially, we call it, she's like oh, a spider monkey. you know, like 29 minutes, neither of us could get anything on each other. But towards the end, I was just like, I I'm not, you know, <laughs> she if up. she, yeah, if she gets me off guard, that's it. Cause you know, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> she pulled the Muhammad Ali. She was just yeah. like, I'm just going to wear this girl out. But, uh, yeah. Did you ever get to wrestle Sonika? Yes. I have wrestled her. We don't have to times. give out the, we don't have to give the outcome, but like, how was I mean, it? they've all been released, but I, oh, okay. I have never beat her in a competitive match. There was one time uh, early in my wrestling she career. She beat Jacqueline too. There was like, early oh, in yeah. my wrestling career, uh, there was a match that I did with her that I was told to lose because I mm -hmm. was too new. Um, and I I kept her pretty, you know, mat, uh, fall for fall the mm -hmm. whole match. And I feel that it's possible I could have won that match nice. was I allowed to. But I was not. But since that time, I have not really been as strong as I was at that time. And I wow. I can't beat her. She is. I, I think that... Uh, you in, have a lot of energy. In character, while being a bitch, I think that I have referred to her many times as Mighty Mouse. Because <laughs> <laughs> she is so tiny and just so scary strong. Dude, her fans call and her... such a sweetheart. Such a sweetheart. But I will say this about you. So, I've... I think that I've only um, been pinned two other times, and one was my very first match ever, and I was actually only pinned once, and I still want it, but um, I think it was, it was my very first round, yeah. And then and then there was that one with Sumiko, yeah, usually I don't even get pinned, and you got a pin on me pretty early on, and was... um, I could not get out of it, and I'm just like, how is this skinny little girl? <laughs> What the fuck? She's got, that, she's got she, that height. She's got that height. And manage. she's wily yeah. too. She'll squirm out of stuff and she's stubborn. You know? Like, you'll have her in something and you're like, just give up. Like, you're not going to get out of this. And then I'm like, oh shit, maybe she is. Hey, I, my pride couldn't have taken it if I hadn't gotten at least one so fall on you. You're really, you're, you're really good. Yeah. You are, you're incredible though. Thank you. Well, it's good. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, um, I never got into grappling. I think probably because, I mean, people like Brian do it better than I ever could, but I feel like if I had done it, I'd be so concerned about hurt feelings. You know, <laughs> like we had, we did one with like the only grappling match we really ever shot was Carrie Spectrum versus Gia Primo. And oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and 
it was great because they were both very professional. Yeah. And at the end, the loser was like very like, hey, that was great. It was like almost like it was more like. Sparring. I would love to watch those two. Oh, they're or great. go against either of them. Yeah, they're fantastic. And then they uh, they they just sparred. It was yeah. just like a friendly sparring match, and they laid out the rules, and it was really nice. But at the same time, I was just like, man, I could not handle it. Somebody walked out of here mad. You know, and oh, so, yeah, right. so yeah, so I got to hand it to, to, to Brian because like if he can handle that, then emotionally he's way better off than I am. I would be like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. Here's your here's your check. And, you know, but I think that most girls that are going to have any kind of longevity or that love doing it, they're good, not that's not going to happen with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you, you can't can, bring that kind of attitude, right. So if yeah. you do lose a girl to that, she's not really it's not for her. She's not going to be around. So you might feel bad, but it's like. But she also could. It's not the same. Like in that case, those are two dear friends to you yeah. who you've worked with a long time. You know, there's no way that's going to happen with them. But when you're dealing with someone like Sumiko, like there's nothing you're going to do to Sumiko that she's going to be sore about later. Like, oh, you got me in this armbar. You made me tap. Congratulations, that was amazing. You know, but when you have somebody who has a chip on their shoulder, they could inadvertently hurt somebody because of that. And I right. I feel like that's the problem. Like if someone really gets pissed off and that's does true. Sort of like that's punch true. you in the stomach and tries to scratch you. Well, no, that's actually very true because, um, I mean, with those kind of nails and stuff like that, there could be an accidental taking out of the eye, a scratch on the face, an elbowed nose. Like, you know, you're talking about it could be a hospital visit. And I'm sorry, but there's not enough money in the world that's good for, like, a serious injury to the face. You know what I mean? It involves surgery, so, so, so what would it be your, So what would be your tip, like uh, both of you, uh, your advice to someone going into the grappling world? Like, I'm assuming it would be like, just don't be mad. <laughs> just, just don't take it personally. Yeah. You really just gotta, you really gotta just enjoy it. You have to actually genuinely enjoy the competition and yeah, you have to enjoy the game of it and not, not be mad if you... If you lose. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I did have a question to ask you. Um, it's a question we ask a lot of our guests. But your own personal kinks as you came up. And I, I hate to use the word fetish a lot even though that is in the name of the podcast. But like, you know, for us a fetish, it's something that has to be present for you to actually have a complete sexual experience. That's what a fetish actually is. It's like, oh, you have to be wearing this kind of pantyhose for me to get off. Or you have to say this to me. Or you have to grip me this way. But for the most part, other things are kinks. Was there anything that you came up with when you were younger, when you became an adult, where you were like, I think I'm into this? Or was it more like, I, I think I'm into this after you started to more produce it or be in, in videos? Hmm. Well, I think of the outside of shooting kinks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to answer that. You don't have to. On there, just it's... Um, but yeah, there's definitely been things there, but... Um, I will say as far as the stuff we've shot, I've, I've actually really enjoyed most of it and, mm. and some of it, some of it's, a lot of it's arousing in its own way. Um, yeah. I, I definitely enjoy thigh highs, girls being pissed at me, a lot of the fainting, moaning, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that, um, that Jacqueline shoots mm-hmm. is, is, is really erotic. So do you feel like you, you we don't have to get into your specific kinks if, if you feel like they're personal to you, but I will ask you some broad questions if you don't want to answer them, they're fine. Sure. But do you feel that you've, uh, uh, that you've become more of a dominant person sexually or more of a submissive or are you more down the middle switch? Mm, um, no, I think I've always really um, enjoyed a lot of both. I think it just depends with the person and your chemistry. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're a switch, but it depends on the partner. Yeah, and then if like ideally in my ideal relationship, there's definitely back and forth mm. depending on mood and the mood that strikes you. Total switch. And I can give you, <laughs> I can give you a, a, a pretty just. I don't even know if this counts as a kink, but like. Water, water is such a fetish to me. You want yeah. me naked? Water, 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 all kinds of water. Rain, you know, jacuzzi, bath, whatever yeah. it is. Water turns me on. Why have we not shot a, a shower match with you? I don't know. We I, I know. I know. I've shot one with Sumiko, but yeah. yeah. All right, we'll have to do one. Yeah, yeah. sounds uh, great. <laughs> I'm all about feeding the kinks of the models too. I, oh I've yeah. Always ask girls like, hey, what are you into? We had one girl the other day. She's like, I really want to be dominated in pigtails. I'm like. Done. Let's do it. You know. So next time she comes through, she's like, "Oh, can I wear the pigtails and make sure?" That's hot. That is hot. That is really hot. And she's like, "I want people to like grab me by the pigtails and like drag me around." And I'm just like, "Yeah, we can totally do that." That's like Vivian today. When do I get to play? Uh, I know. I'm oh, here she's to play. So much fun. About, let's talk about Vivian. I love right how open she is. Like she's an absolute she's joy a kid to work in with. A candy store. She is, and like. Inwardly, I feel that way a lot, but her confidence at just mm. like being so open about how yes. much she's enjoying it, I love it. She's Absolutely. So and she's so talented. And she's a darling she person. Is so she's a very talented shit talker. The first time that Dude. I had met her was doing it. Um, you and, oh my God, her and Kat? I gotta show you that clip of. Oh, really? Of she and Kat being. <laughs> we had so much fun. <laughs> we had so she much fun. She can kind of roll with. You know, with yeah. anybody, and, and, she's, she's and had acting experience. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me. So she'll come up to us and be like, "All right, so what's the motivation here? Do you want me to play more bitchy? Do you want me to play more soft?" And I'm just like, "Oh wow, you're really like someone who's interested in her craft." So there was this mm, great that, moment where we shot last time with her and Cat. We were outside in the backyard, um, and I was like, "You're both really ditzy secret agents, and you're gonna oh, go." And, we had too much and fun. You're, and you're gonna go try to find Sumika, who is your lost partner and you're gonna form this mission to go find her so you're the most inept people in the world <laughs> and so they're doing these like really accidental badasses yeah so they're in the back like doing these really bad like karate kicks trying to like spar and they go inside and there's a scene where like sumiko and jacqueline are the evildoers now they they're they packed it together and they're like we're here to defeat you because fuck you guys and we hate you. And it pans to you guys literally checking each other's makeup. <laughs> it's like, hold on a second. I check out, is my lipstick okay? And we pan back to Sumiko and Jacqueline. There's a moment of there's just frozen. And they just, I've never seen Jacqueline because, you know, Jackie's seen it all. She's so like, this is perfect. Sumiko, no, I pan over and they're just, they, their mouths are open. They can't speak because they're about to laugh so hard. <laughs> about to laugh so hard. Oh my god. It I've was never too seen much fun. To see Jackie and, and, and Sumiko like that's, dumbstruck that's funny. It's fantastic. That's funny. And it was because you and Vivian had such a good rapport. Yeah. I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah, you guys are both actually exceptional at that. Just ad-libbing and going with it. I, yeah. I think you say things that crack me up. She I, does too. I took an improv class that was like, I credit that entirely with my ability to come out of my no longer existent shell. Mm -hmm. huh. Like I had no confidence around people and like no confidence in ha being able to have any sense of humor. And I took this improv class and it changed my life. And so 
improv is always something that I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of therapy in what we do, I think. I absolutely. There, yeah. <laughs> there is. I mean, I think some of the, we did a scene earlier where it was you, Supergirl, and like the scene was Saya has to grab a piece of kryptonite, bring it over to Supergirl, oh touch her with the kryptonite, Supergirl's in pain, she passes out from the pain. That was the scene. I yell action. Saya grabs a kryptonite and she's like, how could you do this to me? I was your number one fan. Oh, God. And she comes over and she pushes the kryptonite into your face and you're screaming. I mean, it, it felt so real. You're like, ah. And I'm just kind of filming going like, I don't know if anybody can jerk off to this. Maybe like, Sorry. He's like, hey, let's dial it back a little I bit. I felt so guilty. I was, I was telling Saya when you were there that like, scripts never get to me like I'm always just like I love this script I love being a character whatever it is I'm never bothered that script got to me I felt horrible oh, like you were a dick. the no, no the being a dick to somebody who's a fan oh, just struck a chord no. and Saya has on the top perfect, of this is just a week yeah. just that perfect betrayal of like I admire you more than anything why are you hurting me and like I felt <laughs> That script absolutely got to me. Oh, I you felt, were like, do you want to help Supergirl? She's like, yeah, I, I felt so guilty. <laughs> that was, I've never felt guilty during a script before. I love being mean. I love being evil. But that script was so hard. <laughs> it's hard and to like kick a kid. When it was, when it was her turn, when it was her turn <laughs> to win. Kitten. It's like, you know, it's, it's. <laughs> When it was her turn to win, it was so hard for me to, like, I was just down there like, yeah, get her, get me, kill me, I deserve it, I'm such a horrible person, like. <laughs> it was fun, though. Today was one of those fun days of shooting where it actually takes longer, not because people are messing up, but because we're having too much fun, that we're not, like, I all agree about with business. That. Today was amazing. And then you're like, wait a second, It's really you know? hard for me to step in and go, guys, we gotta keep shooting, because, like, uh, we... I, I could tell because my wife had to be at a thing. Right. And she's like, I gotta leave by seven. And I was like, because we, we all get into pockets of conversation. Right. So it'll be like, just hey. laughing. Yeah, and just getting to know each other because you guys are just, you, you guys are still in the process of getting to know each other. Uh, and I'm still getting to know Vivian and, and Kat to a degree. So we get into these conversations, but then there's moments where you just go, like, all right, we gotta keep shooting. Otherwise, we're gonna be up till fucking four in the morning. Right. But uh, but it was it's it's so much fun to, to get into those grooves of like, oh, they're getting to know each other and, and, you know, we're connecting and we're having a good time. But it's not, it's also good that we're not constantly shooting, shooting, shooting. Like, it's not like, no right. one's cracking a whip and being a bitch about it, but yeah. There's a balance. We were definitely lollygagging a little bit much today, <laughs> but I mean, everybody was just so funny. There was so much laughter, but it just got hard because there's so many times that somebody says something as you're shooting and you're like, please don't laugh. Please don't laugh. God, that was Ooh, really man. witty. My, my <laughs> wife is the, direct, my wife is the, is the uh, director, so she kind of runs it. So there's moments where you guys are connecting and she just sits back and watches and she enjoys the fact that everyone's having a good time. Mm -hmm. it, and I think it's kind of like a hosting fetish. Like my wife and I have yes, this. Anyway, it's like, we want to have you want to come back to the set because you're like really having a good time and at the same time you want to be productive. And I think we, we did that pretty well today. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we were enjoying ourselves. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is we could have sped it up, but we were all I having know. fun just laughing and talking it's along. True. And I haven't seen everybody in so long. Yeah. It just felt so good to be back here and 
shooting and hanging out and laughing. So it was like, you know, I'm not in a hurry. And, you know, sometimes I am yeah. such no, a no, hurry. Yeah. This is great that you're actually able to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Because, so. like, the last few times it's just like, okay, I got to go do this. And I got this other thing going on. So, yeah. And you're running SSP from, from like, Texas now. Yeah. So you're you're cracking the whip there, but it's nice to see you in a more relaxed environment. So that that's fantastic. But let me go back a little bit. So I've have you pegged for someone who is a switch, but you also seem to lean more towards a dominant because you were saying you really like to see the look of your victim's face when they're like trying so hard to to get back at you, but they can't. Is that something that like where where does that come from? Do you think is that more of the tomboy thing? Like. Pinning a boy down, like, you can't defeat me because I'm a girl, or is it, where, where did that actually uh, stem from, do you think? Gosh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm not really sure. I think it's kind of sad, but it might have kind of started from just being bullied when I was younger, from, from being a nerd. So relatable. <laughs> and then just developing this kind of, like, over-the-top, personality mm -hmm. that just um yeah i think that might be it and it's just i think that when i'm around most women uh i'm just an alpha it's not um it's not realistic like i don't i don't know how to explain it mm -hmm. it's just the way that the energy naturally goes you yeah. know what i mean um and then maybe the enjoying the being on top thing i think it, it could it could be from that, really, honestly. Yeah, you know, coming in, just feeling like, feeling like you have that power back. And even as since you've known me, how much I've changed. And really, honestly, in the last couple of years, I've had countless friends comment on that of just how much my confidence has changed or my ability to. Yeah, I guess. Well, you you've gone from being this scared, uncertain, almost terrified model <laughs> that walked in my house, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna get murdered. <laughs> Uh, to suddenly you walk into a room and you just fucking you rule the room and that's a that's a great thing and that's what that's what a producer wants to see is somebody who's very sure of themselves but also kind and sweet to everybody else and that's awesome what's great is if someone like Kat walks in she mm -hmm. has that energy someone like Jacqueline walks in right and you have that energy Vivian Sumiko you have these people who are like very sure of themselves but at the same time very cognizant of everybody else's feelings and that's right. such a rare thing to find, and it's even rarer to be able to get it all in one room. You know what? You're actually so right about that, and you're definitely an alpha, and so is Jacqueline. Mm. God, do I but come off as sure of myself? That oh, my so goodness. Good you you have wonderful. I think everyone hates me. No, you have, one, <laughs> you have wonderful confidence, and Thank I you. feel like it makes you so good at what you do because a lot of people, you can see the wheels turning in the background, and if they are... You can't tell because you go at a good pace and you, yeah, you, you seem very confident. Yeah, we have our insecurities. I do too. I'll take my Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll submit our clip today. Seriously. <laughs> I feel like every good model has insecurities. I, I feel like if we don't have the demons to battle, then, then we, we have nothing to strive for. Oh. And, and you guys come in and it's like, it's almost like playful. It's almost like, like cats trying to, to dom each other. It's like, <laughs> We're going to bat things around, but like... But <laughs> I like, can agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it is, I mean, yes, you're named after it, but like, um, but it has that feeling of like, I know how good I am at this, but holy shit, she's really good too. You enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. 
And I don't think that I actually feel alpha in any way when I'm around you guys. It's just like a really fun, playful give and take. The only time that I really feel like I get a chance to do that is in an actual competitive yeah. match. And it's like, and it, it's only really honestly because you guys give me such a run for my money and so did Jacqueline, oh my gosh. But it's just that I know that there's nobody more stubborn than me. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that you might break my arm, but I'm going to win. <laughs> Is that horrible? No. It's, it's You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the psychology is very interesting because it is, when you guys are in the room, I don't feel like there's anybody trying out to No, not at all. It's very much a give and take. And when you have somebody like Sumiko and like yourself and like Jacqueline and like Vivian, even though she's new, there is that big dick energy, right? But like there is also that respect where you're just like man th these girls are so good i'm so glad that i can hang and everyone's just kind of like like i said batting it around it's like we're making this really work as a team um and we really appreciate that as producers because like i i, I would hate to have to deal with somebody who was like a diva you know what now that we're talking about it and i'm like listening to you describe it i think that i learned a lot of that from jacqueline and other girls here mm -hmm. that i've shot with you know because I have my personality in the way that I was. And then you watch them and you're like, whoa, they're so cool mm -hmm. and they're so good at it. And then you watch the way they just breathe and like slowed, like, you know, you just, you just watch confidence in action and you can like break it apart as you're watching it and yeah. you, you learn from them. And yeah. so actually that's probably really honestly how to, you know, a good portion of, of. Well, I feel like one of the things that you've, really learned uh, you've, you've ex oh my god like uh by leaps and bounds uh something that cat does very well but i don't know mm. how it was when you first started was improv like you guys improv so well and that's such a hard thing for certain models to do like mm. today when i was like hey uh be mean and supergirl after she beats you up and you were just coming up with these lines you're like i loved you <laughs> Oh, you, were you, were, you were breaking my heart. Like I had to really try to stay in character because you, you were breaking my heart. Yeah. Oh, I hugged. I hugged we you. Hugged it out when every, you said cut. This is too intense. Every time we cut, I hugged you. <laughs> it was. It was that Obi Wan Kenobi. Like you were the chosen one. Oh my god! I know you were. You were incredible. Well, if I had asked you to do that when we first met, you would have been like this motherfucker. No, not at all. No. And but it. But it is. It's practice and. It's confidence. It's confidence. Because the thing is, yeah. I think that any empathetic person could could act, you know, theoretically, because you are able to like think of, uh, of yourself in that person's shoes. But if you just go and you sh you know put someone on the spot to improv, many people I think what gets in the way of that and being able to figure it out is the oh my god, like I look stupid. Everyone's watching. This camera's on me. Like there's too many wheels turning in the back of your head, and you yeah. can almost see this glazed over dare in the headlights look, and it's hard to get past that. And so then you know, but also I'm just so comfortable at this point here. Do you, you know, feel, with you guys. so one of the things I encountered a long time ago, I'm not going to name the model, but there was a girl who just, she did not feel comfortable doing goofy stuff. So anything <laughs> where she had, a, had to do like goofy face or humiliated or like anything where she was like, re, it was an extreme facial reaction or something like that. She thought it was too cartoonish and there was something that triggered her. 
she was just like, I don't want to be seen in that light on camera. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Because we get so many requests for the goofy over the top stuff. Like, do you ever feel silly or are you like, what am I doing? Or do you just go like, no, this is fun. So that was it. I think initially I, I did feel so silly with all of it. And I remember you were like, no, no, no. Like you had to tell me four times in a row, like, you need to go over the top with, yeah. you know, because I'm just like saying things of a certain way. And I'm just like, what? Like, that is so weird. You know, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to be caught that way. And like I said, then when you just put ego aside, you're like, this is so much fun. You to get to be over the top and to get to be goofy and then like to, being a kid. to get to sit around with your friends mm -hmm. and like overact is really honestly like. It's some of the most fun you can have if you just put your ego aside and, oh my God, these people are going to judge me. But what you're not think, realizing is most of the people that are watching you love it too. You yeah, know? they celebrate you for it. Right. That's so, the key is putting your you know, ego aside. Who cares? Aside. You know what I mean? What about like, you? You had fun. Um, well, Kat, I, you immediately, I, you, you, you had no thaw moment for me. Like there was like, with Sai, it was like, <laughs> no. with Sai, it was like, oh, I'll, I'll warm up to this eventually. And like, eventually she did. And when she got good at it, she fucking got great at it. You came in just like, move me! <laughs> yes. I, I will say I am an extra, extra person. I yeah. am, I am so extra. But there's a duality there because on the one hand, I have so much fun being over the top, so much fun being dramatic, so much fun. And you're just so expressive. Overacting too. and expressing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've you know or. When I used to be a waitress, I think somebody was like, you're like a female Jim Carrey. You make so many faces. Oh. <laughs> but it's funny because I don't, like, when I am for you know, doing print modeling, for instance, I try to always have very, you know, stoic, very, like, regal image. And I, I think we were talking about this earlier. I don't watch my videos because I enjoy making them so much and seeing myself be goofy and weird and over mm. the top does actually bother me. I think mm. it's it's kind of embarrassing for me to watch because I don't like to see myself in that light. So I have so much fun with it, but I don't ever want to watch it. That's interesting. And it's like, I've seen my clips. I've seen, you know, short pieces of my videos. I've, I think I've seen a few of my wrestling videos for training purposes and like, it was always kind of a duality of that's not nearly as bad as I thought it would be, but also I don't need to watch it again <laughs> because I enjoy it so much in the moment, but I don't like to look it. back at it. Like we, you and I, we did a, a video where I got beat up by a ghost and there was lots of eye crossing and tongue lolling. That was and, so much fun. Oh, it was, <laughs> and it was a blast. It was so much fun to film. And I look at some of the images from it and I'm like, oh God, I'm so embarrassing. I'm so goofy. But like I remind myself, I'm like, but I had so much fun making this and I refuse to be ashamed of it because mm -hmm. I enjoyed doing it so much. So it, it's a duality there, and it's kind of just reminding yourself that, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, excuse me, but... Um, oh, you can... You can curse. You oh, good, can. okay. Curse the F word. But, yeah, can. like, I, you know, I <laughs> yeah. I saw, like, there's, a, there's you know, a still of me lolling my tongue out and crossing my eyes, and, like, I look goofy as hell, and, like, I'm like, oh, God, that's so embarrassing, and then I'm like, but you know what? That was one of the funnest clips I've ever filmed, yeah. and, and there's who eight, cares? There's 80,000 guys who love to see that. Yeah, and, like, who cares? Who cares? Like, I enjoyed making it, and, like... 
I'm funny. For I'll check my ego for job satisfaction. Absolutely. You know, any yeah. day of the yeah. week. You guarding know your I mean? ego guarding your ego is a miserable existence. But it's also, I feel Don't like, take yourself so seriously. Exactly. exactly. Don't take yourself so but seriously. But you have to also keep that mindset where like for every guy that wants to see me doing this stoic glamour pose, there's going to be three or four guys who want to see me being goofy. Or yeah. for every guy that wants to see me naked, oh, this guy wants to see me wearing jeans or spandex. Absolutely. And especially when you're a beautiful girl and you can be goofy, in a way, if you think about it, that's kind of the dream, right? Because and then you have a girl that is fun, that knows how to get out of her shell, that doesn't take herself too seriously, so she's not going to be this like high-maintenance nightmare. 60% Absolutely. of the reason I married my wife, uh, as beautiful as she is, she's gorgeous. <laughs> And, and she's an amazing person, she's kind, she's giving, but it's that ability to be goofy and crack jokes right. and not be ashamed of like being silly and like when we're just hanging around the house, there's none of that. Like, yeah. hey, Sleeper Kid and Jacqueline Melvitz, this is like Santiago and Jackie. Right. And she makes me laugh, she cracks jokes, she, she does impressions, you know, I do the she's same so for amazing. her. And, she's like, so amazing. We just, it's all about like, to me, like the dream girl is not the glamour model. Yeah. It's it's a, be a woman who's of course attractive to you physically, but like can make you laugh. Well, you got you gotta laugh, man. You gotta Absolutely. laugh and you gotta have good conversation with someone because yes. at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's gonna stay. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything we all else get is old, gonna peel away and it's gonna go through every kind of phase. Yep. But having someone that can make you laugh and when that you like, can have a yeah. good conversation with and have things in common. When you're ninety five yeah. years old and you're holding hands, guess what? Hot sex is not on the menu. I mean, it could be, I guess, with pills and like the future technology. But at the time, it's just like, <laughs> tell me something that makes so, me laugh. Yes. Tell me something that makes me smile. Let's talk about something intellectual. Yeah. So seriously, yeah. I, I think I deal, you know, I deal with anxiety, and mm -hmm. so I, I find myself sometimes mm -hmm. falling into trying to take myself too seriously, worrying too much about the way I'm seen, the way I'm perceived, and. It does nothing but make me miserable. I'm always the happiest when I remember to stop giving a fuck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like when I, when I, you know, I catch myself in it and I'm like, hey, you've been trying too hard lately and look where it's gotten you. Upset. Stop it. Who right. cares what anyone thinks of you? Everyone likes you when you're yourself and the only time you ever really weird anyone out is when you try so hard. Well, I had a boyfriend once who would do anything to make me laugh. That was his favorite thing. And so when sometimes, yeah, life would just go shit and you're having some kind of thing you're dealing with together that's over stress or whatever and him just doing anything to make you laugh and being yeah. so goofy and humiliating himself in public. And I would just be like, God, I love you. Mm -hmm. Like, I love you so much. You that's my yeah. crush I, would just grow even though he looked disgusting doing whatever he was doing. <laughs> you know, um, but like, who just cares? Like, Damn it, I like, love you so if, much. If he makes you laugh, like, who yeah. cares? So my, my wife, um, when I asked her, I was like, what was it that attracted you to me? Was it like, and she was like, well, I followed you on Facebook and you know, I knew you were a producer. And I was like, well, was there like a photo you saw of me that you're like, oh, this guy's cute. And she's like, well, there were plenty of photos where I thought you were attractive, but like it really didn't spark anything in me until I saw this one photo. And I'm like, well, send it to me. We were still kind of courting each other at the time. Um, and she was like, uh, yeah, it was this one. And she sent it to me and it was a picture. Of, I was out in Seattle and there was a, a oddity shop and I there was a, a huge thing of lips on a stick mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. I grabbed the stick and I, I put it up to my face and I did this huge like wide-eyed thing and it <laughs> looked ridiculous it looked so stupid I want to see this picture it's, I, I want to see this picture too it's a Jim Carrey thing it's right. like it's the mask it's like this huge smile yes. and my eyes are wide and I'm doing this stupid thing and she was like 
that's when I was like, I gotta, yeah. I, I want this guy because she was like, I he he's silly. He's he he gets in touch with that silly part of it, right? And uh, I think that's the thing that's gonna last. And also because you know that you can just be yourself with that person and be so comfortable and Mm -hmm. you got to have that. So it's very attractive actually. So this is actually a really good question. Um, uh, You're both beautiful women um, and you guys exude that on camera and there is that persona of like when people see me online, whether it's Instagram or or Twitter or whatever, and you're putting out these photos and stuff like that. how much of that is disconnected from your real life? Because like that's, I think that's the source of anxiety for a lot of people. It's like, well, I have this persona versus how I really am. You know, what do people find out what I'm really like? Is that part of it, or is that part of like the the the, the thing that makes you feel a little anxious? It's like I'm putting out this image. What if someone finds out that I'm really more like this? Because there is the there is the cat Van Wilder that I see on Instagram that is absolutely stunning, and you get photos. At a beach, and you look absolutely gorgeous. You do the same thing too. You have beautiful shots where you go traveling, and you're you're absolutely stunning. But like, is there a difference between what you put out online versus how you feel at home? And like, is that kind of the disconnect there? I well, I'll let her answer first. Yeah, because um, it's like, well, there's my wrestling social media, yeah. and then there's the regular. But I would say. With me, not so much. I think that if you realize in both, I'm barely wearing makeup. Like, I've never really been a glamour, um, pretty, pretty kind of girl. I've mm. always been more of a tomboy, so I actually post pictures of myself all the time where I'm actually not attractive because it was a fun shoot, because I liked it, or because I was doing something fun with my friends. Uh, so, no, it's really not that. I think that um, just with my nature, it's always been hard for me to be in front of people and be judged by them physically yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. it's not the duality type thing it's just it's just are people well I look ugly in this picture and you know people are gonna say do you really whatever. like and I, there's nothing wrong with either side of this question but I feel like there's a lot of models that really enjoy the idea of like I'm gonna put this photo up there and I'm gonna get like all these likes no <laughs> that's not me okay See, I'm I'm so guilty of that. <laughs> That's okay. You've seen my Everybody's Instagram. I'm extremely no, no, guilty no. of that. Yeah, like a model that we came, uh, she came by a couple of weeks ago. It was Carly Salinas, and she's amazing. But she's like, yeah, I have I have like X amount of followers, and it's it makes her so happy no. that she has people. She has people following yeah, her, I'm... and there's people like yeah. So so you have a different viewpoint on that. I. It's it's hard because I've grown so much as a person over the years because you know as I said I I've always dealt with such you know terrible anxiety and being that tomboy growing mm-hmm. up I think I had a point where I was like I'm gonna be like I'm gonna pay all these people back I'm that gonna be sense. the pretty girl I'm yeah. gonna do this sure and for a while when I first started modeling I took my image so so seriously. And, you know, there was a while where I would do the goofy thing. I would post pictures without makeup, too. I would post stupid faces. I would mm-hmm. do that. And then I went through a phase where I removed all of that yeah. from my Instagram. was like, nope, only glamour, only this. And I think now it's kind of become completely separate. Like, uh, my brother actually said it really well. My, my middle brother, he said, he was like, you know, you have big Bugs Bunny energy when you're femme. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you have big Bugs Bunny seducing Elmer Fudd energy. And I was like, God, you're so right. Oh because God, like when really I'm being hyper feminine, when I am made up, because I love makeup, I love hair, like I love getting all glammed up, but I feel more like a drag queen than anything. Like, <laughs> in that like, 
I'm I'm almost a character. I'm like I'm this hyper feminine femme fatale person, but Do in real life, like, like you you see me right now. Like in yeah. real life, I'm very you know. And when I was younger, I would be feminine all the time. I would always have skirts. I would always mm. have heels. Mm. I would yeah, always have makeup. So... Like when I was a when I was like in my early twenties, like eighteen through twenty two, probably like I was always in heels, always in makeup, always in outfits, and then. Mm. I started modeling more and I started kind of having an outlet for that part of myself. And once I had that outlet, it was like, I finally felt that in my regular life I could be without makeup, you know, hair, messy jeans, big shirts, like, and as I get older, those two things become more and more separated. And at this point, like I am conscious of my image, like, my, my print modeling persona is people tell me all the time. They're like, I assumed you were going to be so mean because mm. if you look at pictures of you, you're like this cold, distant, <laughs> like, but that's the look. I have a mean yeah. bone structure. I know this. You look, um, yeah, you do I have, have a that. mean bone structure. I look like a bitch. And but you also have like the very like tall, like angular yeah. features. Yeah. And I'm a goofball, Yeah, but like, I, I, and it's, it's funny because I have recently launched a page for the Cat Van Wilder persona, the fetish persona, and I'm getting a lot of my people who are fans of my print model persona who are screenshotting certain fetish pictures and sending them to me with like, oh my God, this killed me. I'm dying. I, I never thought I'd see you. What is this? And I'm like, I have to remind myself to like check my ego and like Uh, calm down, like, They're probably not really making fun of me, and even if they are, who the hell are they? But uh, they're not paying customers. Well, and maybe they are, but like if they're paying, then they're if they're paying, then they must not hate it, you know. But a lot of times they just think it's funny. Exactly, and like I'm checking my ego about it because I have grown so much. There will be one day where you're doing something like I don't know, like a balloon popping fetish. Absolutely. People pay for it. Right. And yeah, it's right back to people. that, like, I have so much fun doing that kind of stuff, and I just have to remind myself to, like, don't watch it. And if I do watch it, like, remember how much fun I had doing it, and don't get caught up in my own ego about it. Because, Do you prefer to like, see yourself more in that glamorous light? Like, I, I do, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I think I, I get a certain amount of comfort in seeing myself as this, like, untouchable, powerful, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, stoic thing. It's like, more wild, widely accepted, whereas the other one's more fun. I feel, it, it's, I think I just yeah. feel very safe in, like, this stoic and untouchable persona, mm-hmm. whereas the truth is I'm a very soft goofball. <laughs> so it's like a show. Yeah, yeah. Show. that's your show. Exactly. So, so where does um, where does the comfort come from the uh, from the reciprocation? So, like the likes and the, uh, the the comments and like. I mean, yeah, you know, as somebody who grew up, you know, I was. I mean, maybe you can identify or maybe not, but I was the girl in high school that people asked to prom as a joke. I was, you know, in middle school, people would, hey. Um, yeah, I really want to go out with you, so you should meet me at lunch. And then they wouldn't be at lunch. And wow. it would be, you know, it was for years and years and years. That was, you know, people, I was the girl that people would be like, oh, she likes you. No, she doesn't. Like, it was, it was a, it was a legitimate jab to say that I had a crush on someone. You know, <laughs> what's funny, um, Playboy has this whole uh, section, uh, that they have this whole little thing to that, uh, Look at me now. Mm. And I remember one time when I was like maybe, I don't know, 11 years old, I stumbled on my dad's Playboy 
And uh, I can still remember the, the girl that it was, but I remember I was reading most of them and then there was this one girl that had acne all over and these big bifocals and like crazy hair. And she was just, you know, and she, there was like a little paragraph that was reading about what a nerd she was. And then there was a picture of her in the shower with like a chili on her butt and she was just looking gorgeous. And then that whole paragraph was- I looked was, at the name and it said Hillary Clinton. Right? And she was talking about how <laughs> now she had such power over, yeah. you know, men and uh, like how everybody dies after and, and I just remember like being like I her it's a it little can bit happen to me I was like it can happen to me I want to be her it, I want to be her but it wound up changing and at some point instead my attitude was like well I don't give a shit so I, it is a, I can't it, have it so I don't give a shit it's seriously a little bit of revenge and that I think sense. that is where it comes from to be like to put out this image as this like glamorous untouchable stoic femme fatale type it's like right, none right. of the people that bullied me in school could touch that woman yeah. right and like any of the people who bullied me in school could still hurt my feelings mm -hmm. but the feelings of that woman that i put out there she doesn't have feelings she doesn't give a shit what you think well, <laughs> like, exactly it's, it's, like, it's, a, it's a big fuck you and i feel like i went through it as well and i a lot of my friends did and a lot of the girls that work for us went through it it's very relatable like, but there was there was a moment i mean shit i went through something that was like I had bullies as well. Like, shit, there was this one guy that I wish I could name him, but like, he was one of those guys that just got onto you. Like, he stole my my little brother's candy during Halloween. Oh, and stuff like that. Yeah. oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, and I told my dad. My dad went to his house with a knife. I'm like, Dude. wow. Yeah. My father's like, pops. Yeah, my dad's old school, old school Colombian. Like, my oh, I love your dad. <laughs> my father would. It was like uh, every single problem was settled with machete fights. I love it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, my dad well, still has settle like, it. That'll has settle it. That'll settle it all right. <laughs> but he never took that candy again. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he still has like scars across. Well, obviously he still does, but he has scars across his uh, shoulders. Oh. And I'm like, what are those from, Dad? And he's just like, oh, you know, an accident. And then I turned 19 or 20, and I'm like, what are those from, Dad? And he's like, machete fights. Oh, my Lord. But, uh, but no, there was a moment, like, I remember the same thing happened to me. I was in a classroom. There was a girl that I really had a crush on, and someone slid me a note. And it was one of those, like, this girl really wants you to ask her to prom. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, she really wants to. You know, back when we communicated with notes, not, not phones. And so I walked up to her afterwards, and I was just like, hey, you know, I heard that you wanted me to ask you to prom. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're basically oh pranking me to That's make me that. ask her oh, so she would say no in front of the entire no. class. So I was... I've never told anybody this story, by the way. Oh, my God. It's heartbreaking. My wife has never told me it. Okay. Like, he's never heard that story. But like, that's the same thing you went. Yeah, and it's, to me, they would do it to my face, though. Like, the mm -hmm. boys would do it. You know, I'd have some some dreamy popular boy come up to my desk and oh my God. Hey, That's I, I really like you and I, I want let's go out so let's come talk about it and then I'd come to try to find him and he wouldn't be there and I'd be looking for him and looking for him and eventually one oh, of his friends would fuck. feel bad and it was always always one of his friends would feel bad yeah, and would course. be like Look, he he doesn't want to go out with you. It was a joke. I'm sorry. Oh goddamn it! So and I I never I was I was homeschooled, but I do remember like I would start watching these high school movies, and I, they would do things like that, and I would always say, "This is so unrealistic." 
Nobody does that. Like, I never believe that that actually that happened people to people. My like, that stuff like that. Now. Especially, like, once you get to high school and stuff like that, you know? I, I like, hearing this out of your mouth, ever, I'm like, it's true. Did you ever oh, watch yeah. Ever, now I'm going to cry when oh, I watch yeah. those movies because I'm going to see it happening. Oh, I watch those movies and I'm like, that's... I watch those movies and I'm like, that was me. Yeah, oh my God, I didn't know that actually happened. Teenagers and kids are brutal. The first time someone asked me to prom for real, I actually really hurt his feelings because he was a more popular boy and I he asked me to prom and I actually told I said shut up and I turned around and I walked away <laughs> and one of his friends came and found me and was like that was really mean he's never done anything to you like you could have been nicer about it if you don't like him and I was like he was just trying to play a joke on me and I don't want jokes played on me and they were like no, he really wanted to take you to prom. Uh, and I I still didn't really believe it, but like I I felt so guilty. It I really thought he was kidding. So you didn't go to prom with him? I didn't go to prom with anybody. Oh. <laughs> and this is how villains are made. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. The first time or, I went out on models. <laughs> the first time I went out on a date, I was 19 years old and when the guy showed up to the restaurant, I had been there for about 15 minutes already. He was late and when he showed up, I was like physically shaking and looked like I was about to cry and he was like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> and I was like, "You really showed up." And he was like, "Of course I showed up. Why wouldn't I?" And like it was impossible for me to explain to him that I truly believed that he was not going to show up because no one ever had. That's a really <laughs> sad start to a date, <laughs> telling that story. And you're like, hey, what oh was? God, that's hard. Yeah, really. like, hey, first date, first impression, I really thought you weren't going to show up because everyone hates me. Oh, <laughs> my God. So how was your high school experience, Saya? Like, was it more like chill or? No, uh, so. If you, you said you just started watching high school movies like, were you homeschooled people? in high school too um so ooh, well i was homeschooled um my family traveled a lot so i was homeschooled okay and um when i turned 15 i told my mom you know well she told me okay well we're moving to argentina uh or you could go live in japan with your dad and i was just like i don't want to do either i want to go to high school and I want to have a prom and I want to go to college and you know they, they she was like well you know then you could leave home and so I did and I left home at 15 and I found this is so uh I found like um like a military academy boot camp that was like kind of like a like a a last stop for bad kids but I went and I volunteered you to go so there cool. because I wanted to go and I went and I freaking loved it and I think that's where I first got in touch I graduated with a uh, presidential physical fitness award actually nice. I wound up like really like when everyone else was crying I was like I'm alive <laughs> <laughs> so I finally like I guess that's when I discovered that kind of side of myself but um I did have a prom I had a prom and I had a boyfriend who um I was you know infatuated with so yeah. it actually was like a, a kind of a a stereotypical prom, but really not stereotypical great, because though. it was a military academy. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, Holy but shit. then I went to college after that, and so that you know, for me, that was like a really big deal to actually like get to have a normal life. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, I just thought that it wouldn't happen before, so no. 
You're so cool. Oh, thank you. I feel the same. Oh, so you were you. you were a military baby. Uh, well, my parents did like relief work and stuff. Oh, like that, okay. So. Oh, I thought it was military based. No, well, the boot camp that I went to was military. Oh, right, based. okay. Yeah, Same it was National now. Guard, and That's I just was. It's a weird yeah. thing to say to a kid. It's like, do you want to go to Argentina or do you want to go to Japan? Yeah. So, so the funny thing is, I moved out of home, and I was very sheltered, and I was homeschooled, and my mom and all my brothers and sisters went to Argentina. My dad moved to Japan, and I was um, on my own. But I don't know. I think maybe because I was so sheltered, I was so happy to be free. Like it did. There was no idea of like oh my gosh you know what i mean mm. <laughs> now i look back at it and i'm like wow <laughs> what was i thinking <laughs> you did great though. you know uh yeah so i mean you it are turned out good. you're one of you're one of the best people i know like i Thank love you. hanging out with you and like my wife does too and we love i love hanging out productions with you but uh you are very strong and like uh, just very like you you have this like you have this focus like when you want something mm. you go for it <laughs> And that is true. I'll call you sometimes. I'll be like, hey, what are you up to? And you're like, oh, well, I'm in, uh, in this uh, middle of the fucking nowhere island doing like some <laughs> just surfing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, when did that happen? You're like, I don't know. So I'm like, I just got a ticket. You know, Can I and- be you when I grow up? <laughs> well, so the catch with that is that you I can't know. grow up. Oh, no. If you grow up, then you can't be me because I okay, still haven't grown fair. up yet. That's so fair. And I've, I've known you for three days and you're like already my favorite person. And I'm like, oh. yeah, usually I'll, I'll message her while I'm like in front of my computer and there's dog farts walking up. I have my, my dachshund, he's very generous. Uh, but she'll be like, yeah, I'll be back after I'm done paddle boarding in the middle of like you know, Zaire. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I definitely like to try a lot of things. That's great. Sure. No, that's that's great, and I think that's going to actually lend itself to be a good thing in the fetish world because you'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Absolutely, like bring it on. I I'd love to know all the fetishes. I'll okay. give them a try. So <laughs> let me just throw some at you uh, that I've talked about before. That I love it. Some of these are great for people. Some of them like weird people out. Uh, so we have age play, which is a huge thing now. Whereas you pretend to be a child. So it's like someone goes like, hey, Sai, I'm going to hire you for this uh, video where you wear a diaper and you pretend to be a baby. Is that something you would do? Or is that something you would do? Wow. Um, this is opening a lot of things for me because <laughs> I, I feel like in a way it could be therapeutic, but in a way it could be disastrous because they're really <laughs> like learning that it's an important part of therapy yeah. is to go back into childhood. Regression. And, right. Yeah. And, um, and to go through different scenarios. So I feel like you could wind up having triggers and getting some kind of response you don't like. And maybe as long as you're with some in a situation where, you know. But I don't know. I guess it depends on what it is. I would have yeah. to know more. But sure, a video where someone goes. Like, yes, I would do that. All right, <laughs> That's okay. Great. Put a diaper on me. All <laughs> right. Uh, what are your hardcore no's? Like when it comes to to fetish, like the things that you will never ever do. Like yeah. You... Oh. Oh, I think we oh. asked Kathy. Are question. you Are you passing me the question? <laughs> okay, I'll answer right. it again. Uh, so, <laughs> so I don't like. Um, I cannot stand bad smells. Do you, I, that's a no. But then, like, I, I can't will... imagine that would be a thing that someone has to have in a video because you can't tell what something smells like in a video, right? Uh, yeah, I guess you really can't do yeah. that unless they want to see What about thematically? Well, you know... What if someone goes like, well, I want you to do incest porn? Or not incest um, porn, but like an incest-based fetish where it's like you're, you're getting it on, but you're not actually having penetration, but like you and your brother. Well, not me and my actual brother, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Role play. Because... Role, role someone thing. brought that up to me recently as a big no for that. Um, 
I think that I would possibly be open to it. And I would say that I've always thought that guilt sex is hot. Different types of guilt sex, mm -hmm. you know. Describe um, that. What, what do you mean? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think that a lot of things start as one thing and then it kind of like branches into others. But, you know, it could start with you not wanting to get caught in public. And then it could go so to, I don't want to get caught. Well, also just the shame based yeah. part of it or the trouble, you know, you, the ticket. You could be registered as a sex. Uh, you know, so there's that like, oh no, we, we can't be caught doing this. And then it's like having sex with someone you shouldn't or, or being cheap, so like getting cheap. Yeah, so taboo girl, sex girl. is hot. Um, so, so it's really, really weird. And I feel like the hard part to get past is, most of what we do is like, you know Definitely. what, if somebody, but if somebody finds out later, you know, like depending on what your job is, like if somebody found out your name, like say somebody dropped yeah. it, say, say you have some kind of serious job down the line and someone drops your name as this person used to do this and they find all this stuff and I'm like, you know what, I had a great time. None of it was like crossed yeah. any lines and, but then it's like somebody sees something like that and, yeah. and so Maybe if it wasn't for that. So it's I not so would. much that you were against it personally. It's more like, no. well, will this affect my future? Yeah, I feel like that's a hard to. Ex no. That's something that really people will have a very visceral reaction if they see that you did that. They're yeah. like, ugh, you do know. I feel like it's weird. Like, do you feel, Cat? I'll ask you this too. But like, let's say you become a surgeon, like a successful neurosurgeon, and someone finds out that you did um, a Supergirl goofy knockout video. How does that impact? your ability to cut someone's brain open. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, it actually doesn't, although we live in a world where I would be completely unshocked by somebody being like, oh, this, I'm, I'm never gonna be a surgeon. But <laughs> let's say I was. I, I have always wanted to be a veterinarian, so sure. let's go with that. You know, sure. I, I become an award-winning veterinarian. I do, you know, life-changing surgeries on animals, and someone finds out about my past, I could, I, we live in a world where I would be unshocked if somebody was like, oh, I know she's won all these awards and I know that she's this top veterinarian, but I don't want her operating on my pet because she did these goofy videos. Oh, and like, fuck. people are so stupid. I can't believe that. Whatever like, there are, there, are, there are still things that I don't talk openly about because of that. Because oh, wow. I, because people, you know, I, I always wanted to be a teacher. I always, since I was, since I was a kid, I always wanted to work with kids. When I was mm -hmm. younger, I, I worked with kids. I did vacation Bible school art classes. Sure. I, I think I taught an art class almost every summer from when I was like 11 onwards for some kind of, you know, young kids teaching art. Yeah. And I know that I will never work with children because of the way that I can be found on the internet because of my past. Like, I know I'll never be able to work with kids and it's, it's stupid. It's, it's so, so stupid because it's there so are people stupid. that, there are people that people will trust their children around that have no business around children. And I, to this day, I think I'm a great teacher. I think I'm really good with kids, but I know that no one would let me around their kids because, mm. you know, oh, kids are telepathic. If you're naked on the internet, then they can see it. No, they oh, can't. Oh, but you must be some kind of a pervert. Oh, exactly. You know, because you did it's, those things. It's, I have friends all the time who are like, oh, I just figured you wouldn't really want to meet my kids because, you know, I figured you probably don't like kids. And I'm like, why would you figure that? And they're like, oh, I don't know. It's just like, you know, what you do and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, what? what does that have to do with whether or not I like kids? I love kids. Like, I did, babies are my favorite. Like, why would you say, and they're like, I don't I'm know, really, I just yeah. thought. I think <laughs> I, I, it never, 
actually this is the first time it's hitting me, but like I I love kids. I love hanging yeah. out with kids. Uh, whenever we go to a party and there's kids there, I'm always the guy who ends up like like doing the party and like talking to them and like yeah. I because I connect with them like they're human beings. I don't talk to them like they're kids. I'm just like, hey, what, what video games do you like? What movies do you like? Mm -hmm. But if someone at that party knew what I did for a living, yeah. I can imagine that it could be like a a, a problem. So. Well, so I want to comment on the first part of that yeah. because I actually have. Um, it's never occurred to me I, until I, now. I have a, a, a several friends who are surgeons, and uh, they are semi-socially part of uh, lifestyles that um, people would definitely judge, and they have tattoos and whatnot. And I'm just like, well, how can you do that and be a surgeon? And they say, honey, when you are a badass at cutting someone open and taking out a tumor or fixing a spine, they don't care. They don't give. When you have the stats that I have, and their person, their their loved one is dying, they don't give a shit. They're not going to ask so, about it. Right? Yeah. They don't give a shit because 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 you have your stats. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a surgeon that just kills it, and then you're a little bit like fringy lifestyle, or you have tattoos or whatever, people don't have the choice to make to to say to put that stigma on you. Yeah. Although it might exist. They're going to look at your stats and then they're going to be like, my person is dying. Do I yeah. want them to have a non-tattooed person yeah. that actually like has caused, you know, or doesn't have these statistics uh, of success? However, with childcare, it's completely different. And then there are so many cases of people abusing children, especially when people aren't there and that type of thing that that's a, that's a type of job that people, the stigma can work. So I you, think know, you know what's funny is I would venture... To, well, I would predict that it, of all people that have actually done the things that we're so terrified of at, in, in, mm -hmm. at schools, like touching children, I would I would venture to guess that most of those people did not have any connection with like alternative lifestyles. Because like every time I read about somebody who's touched children or who's um, who's murdered people, like serial killers, they don't really get active in in like uh bdsm stuff or they don't get active in like uh alternative lifestyles because those are outlets for that kind of energy you mean it's almost like people who hold themselves back and don't allow themselves to release any of who they are end up being way more heinous than they would have yeah. been if they just accepted themselves hey let's not use the word heinous because we're going to japan let's use the word kinky <laughs> <laughs> well i mean wait wait what's with heinous? Is that a bad word? No, no, no. I'm just saying it might not necessarily be since we're going to Japan. But I it's like mean, kind of a repressed but, culture and they're you extremely know what I mean, kinky like, people. I think yes. you and I discussed yeah. this on the last yes, podcast yes, when you were asking me about death fetish and yeah. stuff. And I was like, we you are know, gonna get to that. I would vastly prefer that somebody be ordering murder fetish and death fetish online with consenting models than... Be going out you know, on the streets. holding it in that they're turned on by death until one day oh, they kill but, someone. You know, that's a rough one because there's a lot of, um, they've shown statistics where people who watch a lot of porn mm -hmm. have actually been linked to like higher sex crimes. And there's been stories out there mm -hmm. that I watched this one with these two twins that, you know, they had porn addictions and then it started out with them on subways groping girls and then that progressed to rape and they were serial rapists so i think it could go both ways here's here's, here's the thing though depending I, here's the thing and this is something that I, we've talked about a lot i'm not trying to defend either side because i feel like you know there's a it's complicated ground. but i feel like before there was porn those guys would have done the same thing I feel like before there was uh, uh, there were violent films or violent video games that these murderers would have done the things things that they did. 
whether it's through their upbringing, whether it's, I don't know if it's nature versus nurture, where they drop on their heads, you know, um, started murdering cats when they were like nine years old. They would have yeah. ended up on that, on that path versus somebody who was just watching uh, that kind of porn just to get off because they had these urges that they wanted to, to... In some cases, yes. That's a really complex... Yeah. That's a really complex thing. Yeah. You never know. And it's just... Yeah, we're not doing... Because there's other people that, you know, they, get, they just trigger things in them. Exactly. That, you know, yeah. eh, but I'm I not just even going like, to try yeah. and yeah, fully yeah, yeah, delve yeah, yeah. into that. Yeah, we're like, Jack the Ripper didn't have... Uh, <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah. yeah, Jack the Ripper didn't have the internet. That, that, that whole thing. <laughs> no, of course, yeah. right. But it was... There was exactly. less violent crime back then yeah. than there is now. Then we're going to get into more like, hey, is it destiny or is it more like, you know, precursors to what you're going to do? You got to, I mean, there's but violent crime and sexual crimes mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff is, is a lot more rampant now, but there's a plethora of reasons for it and it's a very complex But it's like issue, saying so. when we have people who are like, uh, well, everyone who got raised by a horrible family is going to end up hard. No, I don't think you can ever, that's the thing, you can't really generalize because people yeah. themselves are so complex. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there are certain people who are just going to do certain things. Um, and we can't penalize people who watch certain things. No, it's media. not about penalizing mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So we're going to get to that. So uh, we're going to get to fan questions. We're going to wrap it up, guys. So uh, one of these questions, uh, I actually, I'm not going to name the authors because I'm going to try to do anonymity. But uh, actually, do you prefer to win or lose in a wrestling match? We touched on that. But when it comes to, let's say, scripted stuff, uh, do you prefer to win or lose? Do you feel like you want to be more of the aggressor or just kind of like lay there and like take it? Completely zero. I think it also depends on how I feel that day because if I'm really tired and brain dead, <laughs> then I just want to be ragdolled around. Because... You were such a switch. <laughs> because otherwise, you're going to have to remember and get someone and lift them into all of these moves. Thank you. But yeah, so, so for me, it's little to no preference. And then, yeah, if I'm if I'm feeling extra tired, I, I, I want to be. <laughs> I very rarely get scripts where I lose, so it's I feel you. I feel you on that. Kat, you said you would like to lose a little bit more um, in the script itself. I, I, she basically she she Depends took the words out of my memory. mouth, and yeah. I think we did cover this in the last podcast. I. Losing is f- fun, but it does depend on my mood because I also I love being scripted to win, like. Mm. I, I enjoy both equally, like big switch mood. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that that also goes to the next question, like uh, preferring competitive grappling over stage stuff. Like, does it just depend on what your mood it is? It depends on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I really honestly love them both because of the physicality. And with the scripted stuff and the more WWE style, it's acrobatics. And I love it because when you do it right and you nail it, it looks so brutal. Yeah. And there's a there's a very big sense of satisfaction that comes from that. And that's great, especially yeah. if you just nail boom, 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 and it looks like such a brutal fight, but you really just killed it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the competitive is like really just actually getting out there and winning and, yeah. and testing yourself. So they're yeah. both, that's they're more both good. Of a, of a, uh, like of a person. It's different type of satisfaction, but equal. All right. So Saya Savage, have you ever been knocked down in real life or knocked somebody out? <laughs> Who asked this question? They know me. I can't say. I can't say. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, when I was like younger, they used to they used to call me the choke master. I really liked it. My friends and I. I don't know. I think you it's posted hard. a clip on your Twitter page where it was you choking. Oh somebody yeah. Out. You yeah. know what? Actually, <laughs> that was a great one. And it, <laughs> and, it, and it was us just 
fooling around at a house party and this dude, I don't know what his dumbass problem was thinking that I couldn't choke him out. I'm like, do you actually watch like, <laughs> do you watch actual wrestling? But it was kind of funny to me and I, 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 um, I choked him out and he really enjoyed it and he still tells people that story that did, to this day and I do too. It was fun. New but, King. Um, I have done both many times because it's fun and mm -hmm. there's something about the control and the loss of control. So mm -hmm. yes, I guess I am a switch to where both are so enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Both are yeah. so enjoyable. Well, you told me a story when I first met you. It was one of the first times that I was just like, okay, well, this could be a thing that she's into. But you were like, oh, we were at a restaurant and you guys took turns choking each other out. Yeah, no, the, I mean, I've, I've, and it, I, I actually started doing At that. a restaurant, by the way. <laughs> like people, it's just like putting each other in like sleeper holes, I guess, is what it was. Yeah, so I would have to think of that particular story because that probably wasn't too far away when that <laughs> happened. But, oh, it's definitely happened. Definitely in, in public places and, you know, I don't know. I think I've always been a, been a little bit wild. I think it, it's being also... Being wild, so, like, publicly is It's a tomboy thing, too. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. let's choke each other out for fun. Yeah, and when I was really young, it was like, who really one of your first discovered buzzes? <laughs> yeah, you were you like, to... well, that felt good. I can't afford drugs, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't even know what drugs are, really, yeah. you know, but, like, you and your friends are messing around, and then suddenly you're like, my body felt great, and I just flew through outer space for, like, five minutes. Do it again. <laughs> I definitely did not, you know, I did not grow up with friends as cool as all that. Like, I did nothing, nothing against my, any of the friends I've ever had, because I'm so grateful for friends. But, like, yeah, it took me a lot longer to realize those things about myself. <laughs> uh, are you into more of, uh, well, you don't have to answer this, but, like, one of the things that we encounter a lot is like women and men too who are into getting choked when they're in certain situations. Um, having sex? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll answer that. I feel like such an old man when they're in such, when they're in certain situations. I know. Well, because it's funny because I guess I there's certain things I want to answer. So then it's so know, common it though. Like yeah. I feel like well, amongst people that I know, I feel like that's such a common question, and and there's very there's a common answer. Yeah, I absolutely love it, mm -hmm. and um, and sometimes it's just fun to be like really brutalized and yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I had a boyfriend who I dominated so much in real life, mm -hmm. and I felt like almost like there were certain situations where I had humiliated him in in real life on accident, or maybe I was just such a bitch over a situation yeah. and. Then we would like go out and we would get drunk and I would be like, well, you know, like here you can take your power back. And I would kind of want brutal sex where he brutalized me and it felt like the, the power exchange was yeah. again even. But that's very common. That's yeah. so common. And like, once again, it's all about like how you live your day to day life. Right. Like uh, the guys who do military stuff and they just get to command order people around and then behind closed doors they want to have a woman step on their balls yeah. so that's just how it goes uh but that's very very uh very normal and it's i love the fact that we can just talk about this openly <laughs> but um all right so uh other fan questions uh what are your favorite things to wear during a shoot i really like wearing the actual like pro style wrestling mm -hmm. outfit so one pieces or yeah, I really really like wearing one pieces and I like the tights and the guards and the boots. Yeah, I just love it. Um, what is it about that that you think uh, is appealing? I don't know. It just feels legit. Yeah, um, I like the way it looks, and I've always been kind of a person that liked to show less skin, but also 
still curves and yeah. sex. Appeal. And what, I think one piece so, suits do that. Really yeah, well. so it's so it's actually still shows your form, and you're not wearing a bra, and you can see your, you know, your nipples, and your everything's showing, yeah. but it's not. So, and then there's something about the legitimacy of it that it just makes it's it extra very sexy. Yeah. But then on the other hand, when I'm doing Jackie's videos, oh my goodness, like thigh highs and lingerie, I love it. What about cat? What do you think? What are your favorite things to wear? Um, I don't think I asked you this last time. I think we, we asked in like a general sense about like what I prefer to wear, you know, but for shoots, uh, I love boots. Mm -hmm. I love thigh highs. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I like stockings with garters. I love like nice lingerie, but I just like dressing up to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, we did talk even about that. you, you could show me an outfit that like objectively I would never choose and putting it on, I'm probably still going to like it because I love to play dress up. I've yeah. always liked to play dress up. Mm. I love dressing up. Uh, I do like showing skin, but then also sometimes I like not showing skin. I yeah. dress up. I have it's weird. dress up kink. There it is. Yeah, um, totally. Just going into a room and finding a bunch of stuff to put on. Yeah. Well, that happens when you're kids, right? Else. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, a lot of girls Absolutely. that I talk to uh, when they're kids, they're just like, oh, we have to like, like put this on. And like when when no one's looking, like just put this on and put on these socks or put on this outfit. It's all about creating like this look. And I think that wrestling lends itself to that because you can really like, oh, I'm going to wear these boots with this particular one piece and, you know, elbow pads and knee pads. Like it's a really cool way to kind of play dress up. Um, so we have the next question. What are your thoughts, Saya, on necro fetish? Does it weird you out? People want to see you dead. It wears me out a little, but for some reason, I still like it. I think the same. Um... It's really fun, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's fun to, and I, I like acted out violence. Mm -hmm. So there's really a level of like fun to it and to act out your fears and, you know, just different scenarios. However, there's been scenarios where I think it's just due to the person's writing and the way that like, I'm like, this person scares oh. me. And and then it's like appeasing and acting out their fantasy. Somehow they just get in your head and you're like, this <laughs> scares me to do this. And to think who this person is and like what they're going to get from this and where, the, I don't know, it's just a little bit much. So I've felt a bit overwhelmed from mm -hmm. that. Um, but no, actually, I, I, don't, I don't really think it's a big deal. I like it. It's fine. I feel yeah. like it's the same thing like when a professional actor or actress is asked to get murdered like in a movie or something like yeah. that and they put the detail into like oh we're gonna have this thing explode when you get shot or something like that or we're gonna do this throat slice mm. and in the back of your head I mean nowadays like I'm assuming people do that and they're just like oh someone might be getting off to this or, or me getting murdered in such a graphic way because right. like we don't we do stuff that's more campy right but yeah if you were asked to be on a movie set and someone's like hey we're gonna cut your head off and you're like yeah. all right fuck it and I don't have a fear of death. I think it's more of the fear of what happens afterwards. But I have to say, like, if I knew that I would pop right back in my place, I would die all kinds of death just for fun. <laughs> just, just like I do try all kinds of other things. Just, you know, if I knew. You'd like Groundhog Day it? Like... And yeah, and for the adrenaline rush? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd be like, I'm finally going to touch this great white shark. Like, fuck it. I can. <laughs> I can friends out before because they're like does it I fly a lot and they're like oh what about turbulence does that freak you out I'm like, eh. makes me laugh when the yeah. when the plane gets turbulence I kind of just have this moment where I'm like it's gonna be fine but if it's not 
I'm say, good. <laughs> I love it. And other people will scream, like, if it's particularly scary or lightning storm. And there's, like, this weird, like, I don't know, sense of, like, kind of relaxation or smile. Yes. And just, just and like, you're imagining your imminent you death. You just like, let go. You're like, and it's, then you think, it's time. Like, I'll start fantasizing it in my head. And it's just for fun. You know, this oh, plane yeah. is going to crash and this is going to happen and this you know, I say fine. it all the time. I'll, so. I'll be doing something something dangerous. My friends are like, oh my God, don't die. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to die. But if I do, I died doing what I love. Crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> it's better to die a terrible death than live a terrible life. But this is the thing I, most people don't realize. They have higher you know, like risk of, of dying by just driving their car. So. I would much prefer oh, yeah. to die doing things, crazy you know? shit. It's so funny because Amen. I'm such, a, I'm I'm right there with such a mother hen about other people. I'm like, oh my God, it's unsafe, it's unsafe, it's unsafe safe but about myself i'm like if i die doing something crazy then like that's ideal <laughs> let fear stop you from like trying things you like exactly okay uh what's the other question okay we so ran we, with that but <laughs> yeah that was good that was really good so the very um this is a tough one for me because like i think we have differing opinions on this we we're talking about uh, earlier the idea of uh financial domination and like um uh, where do you stand on that? Because like I, I feel like I, I'm more conservative. I feel like uh, it's a dangerous kind of slippery slope for financial domination. Like depending on I guess who the subject is. Like if it's a woman who is um, or a model who is very uh, cognizant of how things work, then it could be you know it could be okay. So someone wants to give you money, but like if it's somebody who I feel like maybe just wants to take all the money without any sort of consequence like where do you stand on that because um i think we talked about it a little bit earlier but i'll let you go go ahead and lead into it well that's a hard one and you definitely brought up um a different aspect of that that i never considered first of all i just discovered this and the person who kind of told me about it i mean it sounds like a great time like mm -hmm. who wouldn't want that you yeah, know what sure. i mean and uh, I don't have all the money in the world, so the thought of somebody who would love to buy me things and spoil me and do me favors and go get me groceries <laughs> and buy me lingerie, I'm like, oh, yes, please, yes. you know? There's that. Um, and so the way that I was told is just that there's like, you know, it turns them on and you like it, so I'm like, okay, this is a mutually beneficial thing. And then you showed me like a, a darker aspect of it where, you know, people are... Uh, giving up money that belongs to, you know, their kids, their wives, their family, or they need it for, you know, whatever purpose of reasons. And instead, because they have this, this, fetish. yeah, they have this fetish where they're basically being taken advantage of. And I am not cool with that at all. And of course, you may not know because a guy may not know. He may not want you to know. Isn't that the issue? Though? So what if you so, don't know? Yeah. So yeah, fuck you. You ruined that for me. <laughs> I'm so oh, sorry. No. I, I will say I'm, I'm on the same page with you because he asked me the same question. Like the idea of somebody being turned on by giving me money is great. But I think it's the way it is with a lot of things. It's like, you know, the same it is with sadism or anything like that. Like if the other person is enjoying it, then I enjoy it. Yeah. But there is a point where like, you know, with, with sadism, like... I would be perfectly comfortable hurting someone if they liked it, like causing them pain if I knew that that was what they wanted, but I would not cause them severe injury. I would be very uncomfortable causing someone a harmful injury. And on the same vein, 
financial domination sounds like the dream and like obviously the idea of somebody buying me stuff is great but i would never want to actually damage someone's finances and like i'm also i'd be a terrible fin dom i tried i i'm just so grateful i wouldn't (laughs) when people spend money on me i'm so grateful that it's hard to be like it's hard to be demanding about it because i'm like like i've had there have been people before who have wanted to buy me things and I've been, you know, I'm so shy about it. I'm like, Hey, uh, what do you think about this? And then they send me the money for it and I'm like, Oh, thank you. And I feel bad asking for something else again for like ever because yeah. well, they bought me this expensive thing and I don't want to ask for anything else. Cause right. I'm so grateful because that was so nice. But I, I don't know. But that's cause when you, I mean, when most people give somebody something, either they want something in return or it's a big deal for them. They're not getting pleasure out of it. So that's another thing. A lot of people, when they offer you stuff, you're automatically thinking like, what strings come attached with this? And I don't want those strings. So the thought of like somebody giving you stuff and no strings are attached, like that is what they want. Yeah. That's like, ooh, that's hot. Yeah. I like that. You it's, know what I mean? Like, how wouldn't that be appealing if it's not? You might be a liar. But yeah. at the same time, the thought of that person actually being at a disadvantage because of it, that is a hard no for me. You but know what that I mean? makes you uh, what we in the business call, quote, a good person. Like that exactly. That's <laughs> right? what It's just not a bad oh person. Oh my God, human decency? <laughs> <laughs> And what is this? Seems fake, but okay. Well, we, talked, <laughs> we talked about how dangerous it is to bring a bad attitude into something like grappling. Yeah. So imagine bringing that into something like, like you know, financial domination. Well, taking advantage of someone is taking advantage of someone across the board. And I, I hate to bring this up, but that's why a lot of these like white collar crimes, um, these Wall Street crimes that people think of as not a big deal, and they get a slap on hand, a slap on the hand, and then there's other people with like drug crimes and stuff yeah. like that that get everything, and it enrages me because um, these people purposely victimize people. Yeah. They take their, they, they they know that they have no money. They take their kids' college funds, their yeah. life savings, their retirement yeah. savings. People commit suicide over that, and they're taking advantage of someone. And essentially, I just think that's completely evil. Mm-hmm. And for them to get a slap on the wrist, and then somebody else, you know, get a long time because of um you know selling drugs or whatever or ha- having them it's, to me that's just so incredibly very, unfair it's a very troubling fetish uh much in the same way where you see like a, uh, there's a, a video no it was a picture um uh that is uh dominatrix to put up like a couple of months ago and it was like yeah check out my little piggy i just fucking worked him over and this is uh the end result of this session and it was a picture of a guy uh, who had sent, I guess he had sent selfies of himself to his um, dom after she had, like, you know, worked him over or done a session with him. Now, I've, I know people who are dominatrixes and, and, and actually just regular doms who will do play sessions with people. Like, we, we like Vivian, somebody who actually I think is into that lifestyle. I, I am too, to a degree. But this guy. Like there's things you don't you don't do to somebody. Like if someone's gonna get flogged, like if you get flogged, let's say Saya, she's tied up and you're gonna flog her, right? You're gonna aim for certain spots of the body that are like oh, soft no. and like the mm-hmm. places that you're supposed to hit, like the shoulders I'm and stuff like that. I'm upset by where this is going. Yeah, and this guy put up. Yeah, so this guy put up a picture of himself and he was 
black and blue, and it was across the kidneys and the lower area of the body. It's the soft parts you're not supposed no. to hit. He looked like some. He looked like a punching bag. Like it was just so bad. And this woman had like taken. Was this it real? It was real. It was very it real. Oh yeah. No no no. There's no way. No no no. Like when you saw this photo, I, I'm not going to show it to you because like I. First of all, she's stupid. She could be charged with murder yes. if something happened to him. But it was, yeah. it was so bad. And this poor guy, was he was taking selfies to send her as tribute or whatever. And she posted it very boastfully, like gleefully. Are you getting me in trouble that I just call somebody no, stupid? No, 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 that's no, no, like, no, 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 She no, is stupid. No, no, I, no. I have, <laughs> I that have a serious amount of rage for people who go into professional domination without knowing what they're doing. Exactly. Because that's a huge amount of trust somebody's putting in you, and you have to be able to, at, there's a point where you say, no, I'm not doing that to you. You might body die. Damage is this the, is, again, you know, so, yes. say, consensual sadism is hot, yeah. but I would never Never cause someone medical damage. But there's rules. Yeah, there even, are rules. Even in the most extreme cases, which I've seen at, at, at conventions and oh, private yeah. play parties, there's rules. There's you call out yellow, you call out red. You there, there's there's words you say when you're like this is too much for me. Um, well, he that obviously wasn't the no, case no. in this scenario because he was he was he was okay with it. Here's the thing: just but, because someone's okay with it right. doesn't mean you should do it. Right? Not, exactly because because people have mental illnesses they don't feel good about like they yeah. they will there's they guys don't want, who want you to that, kill them and, and they, there's people that don't care yeah. about themselves so it's up to you to draw yep. the line and say i'm not going to to uh to take advantage of this person's condition and for money so hurt them again, actually hurt them yeah, so when, that's what no, sorry go ahead, okay. I no i was just when someone allows you to dominate them they are putting their life in your hands yeah it's a lot know? of trust whether it's light domination or really heavy hardcore stuff like that's a huge amount of trust and it's responsibility and when you dominate someone you're not just you know living out their fantasy hurting them whatever you're responsible for them. And I, I have such strong feelings about ethical kink. So, yeah. so but let me get back to that. But so, it's not even a kink thing. It's just yeah. a yeah, common human decency. So, well, yeah. Or professional decency. But, so like, but yeah, the, the, the yeah. idea of like, oh, well, he wanted me to do it, so it's okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. As That's the like dominant, the surgeons that are making people look like cats. As the yeah. dominant, yeah. you are yeah. responsible for him. You are... He's your responsibility, and just because he wants you to do that doesn't mean you have to. As yeah. a good dom, you have to have a line where you say, no, I'm not doing that to So you. I feel like that's where that went. So um, yeah. the guy posted this picture, and the girl retweeted it. He was just like, look at what my piggy did, and here's how it looks like. Every professional dom, like every, every sensible dom saw that, and they were just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're hitting this guy in places that could cause him physical injury. Mm. He could have some sort of failure to certain organs. You know, you don't do this. You aim for these parts of the body. You, you, you know, if you want to hit him in the ass, that's fine, but don't hit here, don't hit there. And she, of course, got all defensive about it, but like, the photo haunted the shit out of me, because I was just like, this is what happens when a dom feels like, just because, like what you said, uh, just because someone says they're okay with sure. it, then I'll do it. And that's how I think financial domination figures into my psyche, where I'm just like, just because a guy tells you that he's going to give you X amount of money, uh, look into that. They're like, well, where is this coming from? Like, you know, if you find out that it's coming from their kid's college fund, maybe you might not want to take that guy's money. So like most things, there's nothing wrong with the profession itself. It's the... Um, mm -hmm. 
it's the ability to abuse it, mm -hmm. you know? But that's a lot of different things because human greed yeah. can take something that's good and, and, and really turn it into something and awful. Okay but with free money. So it's, I, don't think that, <laughs> I think that really used properly and, and, and a lot of guys, they have more money than they sure, know what to do with. Sure. And, no, and they kind of want, there's a lot of psychological reasons why it's appealing, it's okay, but you, and it's yeah. fun. You know, but then of course, just like everything else, there's people that are being taken advantage of, and because we're so dealing, yeah. it's really just up to you. So you're you know? dealing with money, though. So you're like, do you have a wife? Is she okay with you doing this? You can find things out, but the problem is that there's always going to be people who don't give a shit about other people. So if you give them an easy way to take advantage of people, mm -hmm. they're so you're just opening up. You're opening up something that's easy for predators to take advantage of. Really, there's, you know? there's, but so there's it, bad guys all over the place, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are the things that we already know. Yeah. All right. Such is life. So I feel like we've met in the middle of a find them. So <laughs> badass. So so clever. <laughs> hey. I think that I'm smart enough to, if I was ever to go down that route, and I'm empathetic enough. And you know, there there are things that go off. There are signs. Yeah. To tell you it's not right. And so I feel like you know, I wouldn't. But I feel like it's one of those things. Like when you're a dominant uh, dominatrix or a male dom or whatever, and you ask your uh, subject or the person that ask them simple questions like, "Hey, how, do you have a family? Do you do this? Do you have kids?" Right. I want to make sure that if we're doing this, we're doing it safely. The same way that if I'm hitting you, I'm hitting you safely. You know. you know what? Almost like any kind of medical or massage or anything like that, there should be some kind Questions. of, there should be a questionnaire to get to know your client for sure and some different like maybe background checks or mm -hmm. whatever. So, to some degree, you know, to obviously that's some, that, that can make it, help make it safer for the people who don't want yeah. to take advantage. For the people that do, they will. So yeah. So find on guys. Just, you know, it's a very... Call me. It's it's just no no I'm saying it's it's a very slippery slope so just if be, you don't have kids be very careful. <laughs> Seriously, what a mood. Um, if I have like a like a call millionaire, call me if you have your own money. Uh, right? Yeah, no. If I if there's if there's like a millionaire s woman who's just like I really like sleeper kid and I want to send it money, fucking send me the money. But if you have kids and stuff that are relying on it, don't do not do it. Yeah, you're but if you're just by yourself and you're like, I really get off on sending you cash, fucking send it. I'm okay and with free money. And people do. I play the lottery Thank sometimes. Thank you, Jesus. Like, okay if you get mean. off on sending free money, you can contact Saya or Kat. <laughs> Saya Savage. Um, <laughs> All right. So um, uh, a couple, two more questions left. Uh, who have been your favorite opponents to work with or wrestle? I'm assuming, I mean, we mentioned Sumiko. Oh, yeah. Cat's your favorite. Sumiko, no, you're, you're definitely at the top of the list of favorites. So, yeah, let's see. I was um, kidding. Thank no, you. No, yeah, you and definitely are. I, I really hope that we get to work together a lot more, and I'm so happy that we're going to Tokyo together, because obviously if I would have uh. gone with somebody that I really knew, it, it would be great, but the fact that we did not know each other and we knew we were going on this trip together, when I met you, it was just like, oh, thank God. Yes. Okay. So, I, so same. I like. I. 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 I mean. Obviously and you we didn't were talk in that, in that nasty text. So I was yeah, like, I'm. I'm. I don't do Facebook it, Messenger no, like that. And, but, it's, and it's totally fine. I, I understand that. But, but I was just like, I don't have any picture of who this person's gonna be. And then right away within meeting, I was like, all right. But then yeah. as it time progressed, now I'm like, okay. You know what? And we're so much. The same. I'm we so are gonna happy. I'm so happy. Really? Two I little think, kids in a candy shop. Yes. <laughs> you, I, I, I read the group message a little bit and I, I responded a little bit. But yeah. I'm just, 
typing out messages is not my strong point. Totally. But like I had a, a slight idea and I was like, oh, I feel like it's probably going to be fine. But as soon as I met you, I was like, oh, I'm so glad. Like it, this is going to be great. I'm you're you're like already one of my favorite humans. Same. Um, and then as far as the others, it's there's actually been a lot of girls. It's it's um, I haven't worked with some of them in a long time. So off the top of my head, I can't. Jackie's definitely one of them. I've always loved working with Jackie and her style is so unique. Um, and she just, she directs well and she's really easy to be around. So Jackie's definitely one of them. Yeah, off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I'm tired, guys. It's been a long day, but there's actually a lot of people I've really loved working with. <laughs> no, that's, that's fully fair. <laughs> but yeah, assume, but I would say that off people that match my personality and yeah, like and my stamina and my work style and everything else i would actually say that i know there's someone i'm forgetting and i really can't think of who she is right now but you and sumiko for sure yeah i i don't you know i'm i'm not just copying off of you but uh you for well, sure and the the few fights we've had in the last three days were amazing to work with Sumiko is just a, a freaking privilege. Right. Um, there's a girl on Dangerous Curves, Mila, who is just always so much fun. Oh, sweet. I don't um, know if you fought Mila. But I don't think so. Yeah, no. She is. Uh, I told the story about a girl uh, wrapping yoga pants around my neck and choking oh, me her. into a leg scissors. That uh, was her. Okay. I'll have to she meet this girl. is. Yeah. She is the sweetest person in the world in real life. And when you fight her, she is absolutely. So brutal. that's what I love. And then there's people that I love in real life, but then you fight with them, and it's like and they can't take much. You, or like, actually, you yeah. have you have fought her because I said something to her about fighting you, and she was like, Gosh. "Oh, I wish you told me who you were fighting. I would have warned you." <laughs> Okay, I have to. I have to see this girl's no, picture. Sometimes she's, I'm terrible with names. She's, but. She has an MMA background, and okay. she is. She's. She's so funny. She's just her, brutal. Uh, she's mean. An actual grappling. Yeah, her shit talk is. Damn. She's the only person I've ever known of for dangerous curves who had to be pulled aside and told to <clears throat> dial the. Well, shit she might talk be the back. other girl I can't think of. Then, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, she to dial the shit talk back because she talked so much shit that it was actually turning the customers off. Oh, that's another thing that I actually uh -huh. realized I like, that I enjoy. That's weird, it turns customers off. When a girl talks a lot of shit to me, it kind See, of I talk me. a lot of oh, okay. shit, but she talked like, I talk a lot of shit in like almost a humorous way. Like I'm teasing and I'm mean and I'm like, oh, poor baby. Uh, she okay. is mean she'll get she personal say? and be she, like You're oh yeah she there is only one time where i let a fight become personal to me and it was fighting her and we are friends in real life i love her in real life but we did one fight it was scripted and i was supposed to wear a thong and she wore like a full coverage bathing suit and she just went in on the shit talk and said something about you know if you if you had been you know, if you had been studying to become a better fighter instead of being such a slut. And, like, I don't, I don't remember exactly how she said it, but the way she said it was so brutal. And I was supposed to be, like, jobbed the whole match. And I popped up and threw her down. Yes. And I, I caught myself because I was about to slap her. Like, I caught myself and I was like, oh, my God, I was going to hit her. I was going to hit her in the face. Oh, no. And I like her. And it's the only time I've ever lost 
lost my temper during a match. Her shit talk is unparalleled. But the more <laughs> I fight that, her... She knows how to push buttons. Oh, yeah. But the more I fight her, the more I love her. Like, she's so fun. And then Jacqueline, again, like, Jacqueline is just an amazing human on and off the mat. <laughs> so... Well, yeah. I like doing Jacqueline's style with her a lot. Yeah, Jacqueline's yeah. style is so much fun, and mm -hmm. and working for Velvet. Oh, for is grappling just... or for just like the knockout stuff? Yeah, well, because you said scripted and unscripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so unscripted. Although I have to say that she was one of the closest ones to beat me. She's mm -hmm. actually very strong. She is fighting her. Also, she she has a similar style to me. And with she's like also the very teasing kind of. Very very and I didn't know that because she doesn't like, give that out. She's she, very. She gives forehead. Just, <laughs> she she will kiss you on the forehead after a submission, and that is so funny and so mean, it's and sexy. I love it. <laughs> She does that really catty thing. So She's, I loved her. The first time I fought her, I loved her instantly. <laughs> no. That's my wife. <laughs> no, she's she's very you I mean, we lucky bastard. No, but we, we talked about that. We talked about her competitive nature, and she's like, yeah, that's this. This is why I do this. It's like, yeah, you guys definitely give the whole twin flame like m like meant to be together because there's so there's really so many so many ways. Once you guys get once you get to know you guys, how you complement each the, other. The two of you are beyond be, adorable. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's really fun to be around. <laughs> it is oh, oh, beyond adorable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when, when we... Oh, and Tiny, just because I love the way he's like... Okay, <laughs> Tiny, Tiny, I've only worked with Tiny once, but he was so much fun. And, like, what a laid-back guy, I like guy being pressed too. against the ceiling, what can I say? I, <laughs> see, I've never had to fight Tiny directly. We did a Christmas video, and he oh. did a lot of ragdolling on Oh, we have to me. actually get you, uh, yeah, in there with him. He's, he, what a chill guy, like, so fun. I, I loved working with he's him. He's what we, yeah, uh, he's a gentle giant. And oh, he's, he like, is. he's so sweet, and, like, he's one of those guys where I'm like, oh, we're gonna do these big moves, but only because I know that... You would rather injure yourself than injure somebody else. So he's such a teddy bear. And, he uh, really is. And the problem with a lot of pro wrestlers are like they're used to working stiff. They just they're used to hitting hard, you know, landing hard, and that can translate to uh, doing it with either what what being less it. careful. Well, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if it's a male or female opponent. Like no. sometimes they get a little carried away. They get into the moment. They'll mm. do something that's a little too rough. We know. And. Um, <laughs> When with someone like Tiny, that's why I didn't trust anybody but myself for a long time. But when I talked to him and we worked with him a little bit, and I kind of saw his vibe, I'm like, Oh man, I feel you feel so safe in his hands. Yes, yeah. you definitely. He's do. so great, and like he would, like I said, he would rather let a scene go to shit than than drop you the wrong way. He'll be like, All right, cut. Let's do that again because I'm not going to drop her correctly. Absolutely. Uh, so you get to work with him tomorrow. Yay! And I think it's like you. And last time I worked with him. He was actually coming off of being really sick, and he still killed it. And it's that like fighting spirit. I love it. He, yeah, he's I good think too. he was running like a, or he had just gotten out of running a fever. Yeah, no, he wasn't doing well at the no. time. He wasn't contagious, but he was not in a good way. Oh. And any normal person in their right mind would have been. But he just powered through the whole thing, and I really respect that. Well, here's what's and great about he, that. He did great again. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I feel like if I was in the same situation, I would probably go try to do the same thing, but I don't know if I would be able right. to pull, pull it off. Because he like, barely did. <laughs> and, and I, so later on, I, I remember I texted him and I was like, hey man, um, you know, when it comes to, to these kind of shoots, like if you feel a little sick, 
we don't have to do them. Like, we can always reschedule. And he's just like, you know what? I've been in many situations where people have fucking flaked out on me and it felt terrible. Yeah. I, I never want to do that to somebody else. See, he... Ugh. He's making me adore him more. He's like a big teddy, very of the human. I please, I would love to fight him again oh, he's next time. Great. Next time I come here, if if it can happen, I would. I love want it the next to work time. With him. Don't call me until right. you have time. Yeah. Also, can I, can I be in your Christmas video again? Yes, please. Oh. That was so much fun last year. I know oh the Christmas God. video I was really, really fun. I love being a ditzy elf. <laughs> You guys oh my God. so great. I, I channeled I channeled Will Ferrell and Elf so hard, and it was so much fun. Damn, I feel like I need to see this. It was so oh, Let's a, be in the Christmas video together next okay. year. <laughs> Down. It was such a good time, and I actually I think I'll, I'll do. I'm gonna Bless you. I'm gonna tack on a thing too because we've had a lot of requests for massive SKW body piles. Mm. So what I might do is after Jacqueline's done with her Christmas shoot. We'll do a really quick scene downstairs where everybody gets knocked out, and we just create Fun. the biggest body pile ever known. Because, like, I think that's our our goal is to create like. Can the, I be on the bottom? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, oh yeah, you like the the, the yeah. Talking the about kinks, I have a. I don't like to a be pressure, trampled, pressure but I have finish. a. I have a weight. Yeah, pressure. Yeah, 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 I love having weight on top of me. I'm like, yes, I feel so safe and secure. I'm gonna go to sleep. Bye. Like, <laughs> you know how many fat body fat guys you just gave boners to. <laughs> Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Look, you want to fall asleep on me, that's fine. Just take a listen. shower. Listen, <laughs> I just like to feel safe. <laughs> we can do the same thing with one fat guy that we can do with like eight beautiful women. So, uh, one, one big guy, eight beautiful women. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Eight beautiful women sounds hot. Um, I love I'm going to pitch that next time. I'll be like, guys, we're going to do a couple of knockouts downstairs where we just all pile up. On Is there a body yeah. pile record? Uh, I think oh, we, are we going to do... I, I think we might have it. I think we've done nine. Okay, well, let's yeah. do ten. Yeah. Let's do like 10. Guinness Let's do 12. No, no, I, I can call Guinness. But, uh, but I think in terms of like fetish well, production. Really? I think, I think nice. Nine girls might be the top. Wow. Yeah. And we did like, uh, it was just like literally we had the girls wearing leotards with, with tights. And we just did like sleepy gas. It was just like bam, bam, bam. But if we bam, put bam, tiny bam. on the bottom, bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it was all about like uh, secret agents getting gassed or, or knocked out. And it was just the, the end game was to create this massive body pile. And mm. so one of my avatars for, uh, I think it was like one model place, or I think it might even be like Fet Life, was just like, you know, nine girls stacked up. And guys were replying like crazy, like, oh my God, we've never seen this before. Oh my God, we've yes. only seen this in cartoons. <laughs> we right. should break it. So we should do it next time. We, we should break it, it, and I want to be on the bottom. <laughs> I mean, there is... So is that a thing? So, like, my wife loves her weighted blanket, and I, we were talking about that earlier. I need a weighted blanket. I need one so have bad. You, not, you don't have one? No, They're I've never amazing. had one. I've had it suggested to me, to me so many times, but so every time I've been with a guy, I'm always like... Guys are like, you really want me to like lay on top of you in bed? Like, aren't I heavy? Because I'm like, put your head on my chest. And they're like, oh, but I'm heavy. And I'm like... No, it's perfect. Like, I will fall asleep so quickly. I love having weight on top of me. It makes me feel so safe and secure. It's very... Yeah. I, I know... It's a, it's a very primal thing. Agreed. I think we touched yeah. on this on the last podcast that I did a, a body mold uh, yes. where I was completely plastered, like, up to the face, and I scared the hell out of the... There was a person doing the mold, and then there was a friend there just, like, with us, 
and I scared the hell out of both of them because I fell asleep. And they were like, hey, are you okay? Oh, and I didn't answer. And they had to say it a few she times. Said. And my friend grabbed my arm and shook me. And I was like, what? And they were like, are you okay? And I was like, sorry, I fell asleep. Because yeah. I had this plaster on my face with just a nose hole. They and had I had never, I was like, wow, I need to try. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the vacuum beds. Yes, the, yes, the yes. vacuum latex beds. I want to try one so bad because oh, that's, that's I, a huge no, thing. I have not love, seen this. Like, I, I have no is. idea, but being completely thing, encased, I've never felt you, so secure. Yeah, so they give you a little tube that you can breathe out of through your mouth, and then you just suck all the air out of it. So you're basically vacuum sealed into this bed, and you're just trapped. And for some people, it's um, it's therapeutic. It's like it feels fantastic. For other people, it's a nightmare. I remember finding. I can see. I could. I don't know. I remember <laughs> finding. At the time that I found it, I was like 19 and doing a research project for a fashion thing yeah. and went down the fetish rabbit oh, hole yeah. and was like, I found the vacuum bed stuff and I was like, oh, that's random, like staying like fresh sealed for your master, I guess. Cool. Like <laughs> I found it amusing. But after I did that body mold, I was like, okay, I get it 100% and I need to try this that. now yeah. because being yeah. completely like encased was so... So soothing. So that's what I'd try things. it for sure. Yeah. Well, you would try anything once, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things. Not I anything. <laughs> I would try most things once. But most things. I would try most things once. Well. well. <laughs> I would try Ty a lot like, of things <laughs> once. <laughs> Sorry, we just walked over the line. Imagine killing someone. <laughs> I mean, you haven't. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? We're talking about imagining. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about imagination. Mm. So what if somebody came up to you and they were just like, hey, we have this guy in a cage and he did these horrible things. Like he he raped children and set people's houses on fire. And I'm going to give you a gun with a bullet in it. Would you, would you take him out? I could <laughs> never kill someone um, in real life. <laughs> so just like that, no, I don't, I'm not sure. But under the right circumstances, um, if, you, if, if I saw a video of what he did to ah. these kids, especially pre hand and especially if you told me you were going to let him go, yeah. um, if oh, I didn't. Oh, so you're you, throwing some You know, others? I'm just saying yeah. it depends on the stakes. And under those stakes, oh. uh, absolutely. I can okay. see that. So you're like, you're not going to touch another children off a child she, she brings up a good point so yeah, like it's she, like oh we're gonna let him go unless you kill him under the stakes presented by saya <laughs> we're going if, off the if, rails it was i'm like, just trying to here justify is, here is undeniable proof of what he's done and we're gonna let him i mean go. but imagine okay so imagine the, the enragement you feel when you see somebody do something horrible that kind of rage um i'm in, you know and then and and then knowing Either that they have the chance to do that again, or or even really honestly, I mean, if it's somebody you knew yeah. that they victimized, I'm just saying that no, there no, no, are no. situations where you bring up a very good point. Yeah, it's, it's easy to imagine. I imagine. would there's I would willingly beat shit out of someone like that, and I think that there's like a fifty fifty chance I might pull the trigger. But mm. even if I did, I would be haunted for years. Of course, I'm, I'm I not don't, saying it's I at don't all know right. that I could really kill someone. It's not that it's well, right or you'd be justifiable or that I even could do it. But I'm just saying that I can completely understand. So I can understand. Yeah, I can identify. So there's uh, I don't want to get political, but like there there was somebody I was listening don't start to. talking about Epstein. No, no, no. <laughs> you just dated this podcast. No. A lady never discusses no, no, politics. But there, was, 
No, but there was a uh, there was a guy. I was listening to it on the podcast, and he said like, well, there was the whole thing with the shootings, where it's like um, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. There's there's that, right? You heard so, that? Uh, say that one. And yet, the Texas can, had such a hard time recently. Well, so the NRA was like saying like the only thing that can stop a, a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, nah. and somebody else. Not really the only thing. But. Well. The idea, the NRA is like, we just need to have more guns, which of course I feel is not the case. But the thing that I, I feel like, well, there was a, a po- I'm not going to name the podcast, but there was a guy who, who mentioned something in it that really blew me away. It was like, the problem with that idea is that most good people with guns can't bring themselves to kill people because not everyone's a natural born killer. And I feel like that's what you were saying. You were like, I wouldn't kill somebody. You know, even right. if I knew they had done these horrible things, because you can't bring it into yourself to actually well, take a life. Um, and it, and it, and it depends. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. And I remember I had an Uber driver once who was trying to talk to me about owning a gun, and and I told him, you know, honestly, I think that if somebody was going to do something to me, and we were in that situation, I would probably allow them to, as opposed to killing them, if that was my only option. And he just told me, like, don't be a victim. You mm. know what I mean? Don't let someone who has come into your life to end yours do that yeah um it's that's another complex question you know what i mean what's the whole but i know that i am i know that i am capable of killing someone yes well we all are yeah but it's well you do it when the moment comes but like Uh, depending on the moment you know just depending on the moment i guess but you know you never really know until you're in that position because that you know Thinking and, and doing are two totally yeah. different things. And the problem is, well, the problem I think that's going to, the, the concept that's going to blow everybody away is the fact that, well, if you are a good guy, then it's not going to be easy for you to kill somebody. Of course not. No, yeah. of course not. And, and even if you do, what you have to live with after that, you know. Yeah. And, and that's that's where that comes in. And, and uh, But we're not going to get into that because yes. it's more of a political discussion. But all right. So, uh, one of the things I we want to... I need another bottle of wine for that. <laughs> and turn the podcast off. Yeah, and maybe but... we'll go there. <laughs> I know, right? But one of the things we're going to announce now is, uh, so, uh, Saya Savage uh, uh, Productions.com. Um, you've been doing this for a little bit, but like, I feel like it's kind of fun now because you moved to Texas a while back and, uh, we started talking about actually, uh, collaborating and, uh, now I, it's great because like, I feel like, uh, we're co-producers and you are now, you'll send me scripts, we'll, we'll, we'll shoot them for you and you're doing a great job of picking them out. But like the stuff that you're producing is really exciting because I feel like, uh, it's erotic, but it's not R-rated. You know, it's like very, uh, I don't know, it's almost like it's, PG-13. It's what I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what I like, and mm-hmm. I definitely like the whole sensuality with women, and going to a certain level with women, but not going too far, and co-producing with you is honestly like, the dream and mm. I'm like so lucky that you've you know agreed to help me because first of all you've taught me almost everything I know and you've been super supportive with me like branching out and trying my own stuff mm. but also you know as all over the places I am and I'm probably always going to be it's just really nice to have somebody who I trust who respects my creative you know I um, I dig it like I I feel like whenever you send me scripts and stuff it's like oh this this is it seems like you really read through them and you like make sure that they're going to be something that sells 
Uh, but what's exciting to me about it is that you might, I'm not going to say that you will, you might be, be making a return to Atlanta at some point. Yes, I'm actually very much considering doing that. And, um, and if I do, then I'm also definitely going to, there's a, some side projects and some other things that I've been in, thinking about branching off. Well, we get to, well, Jacqueline's going to be excited because she gets to hire you for more of her stuff. SKW fans are going to lose their minds. And of course, we're going to be able to do more stuff through SSP. Uh, the last question we're going to feel to you is, do you ever feel like you might want to produce something uh, or produce just fetishes that are like non-combat related that you might want to just create a different store for? Or A hundred percent. That basically was where I was going with that. There's so much stuff that um, interests me. There's a lot of fetishes. There's a lot of curiosities. And I think that I just, I mean, I haven't even really had the time to fully run mine yeah. after opening it, you know, so. We'll have to, we'll have to yeah. give you like a list of stuff that you could do, yeah. But absolutely, a hundred percent. And I actually love doing it. And so um, trying more things, hell yeah. yes, that's me too. That's your thing, right? <laughs> So, but the thing we talked Get about earlier while we were eating, <laughs> and what's great is like when, when Kat comes through town, then she can work for me, she can work for you, yeah. she can work for Jacqueline, and Absolutely. She, she can also do the side stuff that you're doing, which is, would be great. Not going into it on the podcast, but Kat is going through some big life changes, mm -hmm. and Saya has just put another point towards Atlanta for where Kat's going to live next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very excited. And uh, maybe we can actually get shoot through shoots faster because yeah, no, we can hang out. Really? <laughs> no promises. Not but just for shooting. Yeah, no <laughs> promises, but Atlanta is yeah. definitely on the list of where Kat might live next. And mm. Saya's putting another point. <laughs> so excited. Awesome. Uh, we would love to have you and we would take care of you and 100%. throw you so much work. Oh, please. People are, yeah, I, mean, I adore working for you and Jacqueline so much. People just watched you in jeans getting tortured by a ghost. They, they loved you. I Somebody posted it's a so review good. with GIFs yes. from the video, and like the stills from the video were a little like embarrassing for me, but the GIFs really made me appreciate it. <laughs> like seeing it in action, I was like, oh, I'm funny. This is a funny yeah. video. This is good. <laughs> Think of it this way. If Jim Carrey had only done print <laughs> If only Jim Carrey had been a fetish model. <laughs> but if he had only done, like, the sexy... Because he's a good-looking guy. If he, yeah. if he had just done, like, hey... Okay, um, I'm sorry. Jim Carrey is sexy as hell. Yeah. yeah well, like, is that whole Jim Carrey funny? is you know so why? hot. I love expressive expressive faces Face. to me. Because like he's... Oh, my God. People with expressive faces just melt So there's me. a there's a difference between a good-looking face and a what I call, like, a good face. Yeah. Like, you could be beautiful, but, like... Um, Audrey Tattoo that plays in Amelie yeah, yeah, yeah. and those other movies, she has that like super yeah, just big like, eyes and, and it's like so that. expressive and I'm like, I just love watching yeah, her face. Ex yeah, expressive faces, like there's so many people that I've been like, oh, I think this person's so hot and people are like, what? And I'm like, you would have to see them in action. You would yeah, have to see them in person because expressive faces are like such a weakness for me. Agreed. <laughs> My wife. Yeah. She showed me the weirdest photo of myself, and she yeah. was like, this is why I liked you. It wasn't because you looked hot, it was because you looked funny. Yeah. Yeah, and like, people and who I'm have okay big smiles, big, yeah. like, people with who you can really see their emotions on their yeah. face, that is so hot to me. Yeah. I agree. So that's what I'm saying. I think at some point, like, uh, if you can bridge that gap and be like, I enjoy seeing myself being silly. 
I think that, yeah. that's a good that's it's, a good first step. And it's why like silly stills of me, I'm like, and I look awkward. But when I see myself being st- silly on video, there mm. are times where I'm like, oh, I get it. And yeah, cute. wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of adorable. Hey, like. <laughs> so uh, we did talk about one side fetish that I think you, that you were trying to. Uh, well, actually, not trying to, but we were introducing it to you earlier, which was the four fetish, which is like uh, the. It's the dream, which is like, you're paying me to eat on camera? Oh my God, yes, please. Uh, You know, and it's funny, actually, my family was like telling you when I was younger that I should have been like a competitive eater. Um, (laughs) I just watched you eat a lot of food and you did it expertly. I, I love to eat, love, love, love to eat. So some, and actually, you know what? It's really funny. When I used to go on um, dates, <laughs> I would be terrified because I have this thing where I just like I I enjoy it too much. I eat sometimes like a savage, and I would be like controlling myself like a on a date. A savage. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> But I would be worried that they would find it unattractive, and I have had boyfriends that have found it. What? Um, how much I eat and how much I enjoy food. I unattractive. love watching I've, people eat. Yeah, I, I found I've had other boyfriends that absolutely loved it. Okay. And I've had people that just love to take me out to eat because I enjoyed eating so much, uh, like more than other people yeah. that you know that they just love to watch me eat. So it's a funny thing, but like, oh my gosh, if somebody likes to watch me eat, like absolutely. <laughs> It's one of my favorite things on earth well, to do, I mean, and I love all food. I, I can't see how that would go the other way because, like, for me, it's like, well, it's like for any man. It's like you take a, a lovely woman out to dinner and you want to see her enjoy the meal, right? Like, you don't want to see somebody picking at a salad all night. I think it's just because I eat sometimes so much. Well, you do like military eating, like I do. Yeah, and then also, I, I, I don't know if it's like a prank that. Like certain people have like gotten together on because most people don't mention it, but some people say it drives them absolutely mad mm. that I moan when I eat. So do I. I will roll my eyes back in the back of my head when I eat but good I, food. Oh, but what? And then my like, I know I do a happy dance. Like if I take a bite of something that I like, I'm like, it's good. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I have actually had people take me out to eat, and I'm like, it's so nice of you to just like spend this money and buy me food, and they're like, yeah, watching you eat is amazing yeah. because. I'll take a bite of good food and my eyes will go back in my head and I'm like, mm-hmm. but I've had conservative boyfriends that don't like that. And especially if you like, you're eating at a table with you well, know, their wrong. friends and suddenly you take a bite of something, you're like, mm, and then you're like, eh, dancing around. And then you, you know, the last little piece is left there and everyone's like talking around. You're like, I can't wait just... to eat food in Japan with you and we can oh, both just have so like epic food gasms at the table and I'm make really our host super uncomfortable. Doing all the shoots in the I'm not going to so say his name. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, but I know he's going to be really uncomfortable with us having food gasms and he'll have to deal. Well, yeah, make, make sure, you, know what? Make sure you guys <laughs> post many, many photos. Cause I, I yes, yes, please. Yes. We're very jealous. I think Jacqueline and I are trying to go to Japan at some point, maybe next year. But, uh... <gasps> hey, next year? If, oh, my God, I would go again because there's that Ghibli. The, next year is the time to go. Oh, I don't know oh, if you're like... I love that you so, want to go to the Ghibli Museum. Yeah, I love Ghibli. Right, yeah, there's the, there's the Ghibli Museum, but there's the Hayazaki, uh, like, there's the amusement park opening mm-hmm. up. So, yeah. Oh, right, And right. that's 2020. And that's awesome. But yes, the Ghibli Museum, I definitely want to do with you. But then there's the amusement yeah. park that doesn't open until 2020. I promised my nephew I was going to go without him. But I was like, well, we're, we're <laughs> going to go back. We, we, like, fuck Disney World. We're going to the, we're going to the, um, the Hayao Miyazaki, uh, 
amusement park. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play my nerd hand here. Is the name Saya from an anime? Uh, yes, it is. Is it Blood Plus? Yes, it is. Oh my Uh, god! When I heard your name, I was like, oh, like Saya from Blood Plus. That makes me so happy. And I, I picked that as a name that I wanted when I was like, I think I was fell in love with that anime when I was 16. And of all the anime, that's how old I was when I fell madly in love with that anime. Really? Yeah. It was one of the first really, really good ones. Then that was back, like, not back in the Cowboy Bebop days, but that's when Cowboy Bebop was playing on Adult Swim all the time. Did we just become best friends? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was already going to tell you. It, when we when we crashed together the night before that we just have to like watch animes till our eyes Please. <laughs> I mean yeah Cowboy Bebop that whole era that's another great one yeah even then like before yeah. then like Ninja Scroll and stuff like that yeah like, Vampire Hunter D and like that's uh, another great one I love that Helsing and, and all yeah. that stuff yeah so fun all good. so good yeah and Blood's one of them one of the ones back there and there's a lot of animes that have I don't know just I, I don't like a lot of the plot holes and stuff like that but like if you watch enough of them you can always start to see some and there's some that as many times as I watch them I'm like this is still perfect like this is so well thought through yeah um and that's one of them so absolutely yeah. blood plus was absurdly good yeah you'll have to send me a link to that because I haven't checked it out so I remember when you mentioned the name I was like that's a really good name yeah it was funny because um he was like what do you want your wrestler name to be and i was just like saya and then he, i guess maybe probably also because of how unsure i was and he just like looked at me kind of stunned like well what? that's actually a really good name that's a, it's a beautiful name and it, it fits it fit you so perfectly i was that's, like I, I can see that being a thing that glommed onto you that's but too then, funny because i was so ready to be a wrestler and then it got to what do you want your name to be Cat. <laughs> I love that name for you. And you kind of are. You, you, you well, are it's not just like, a cat, thank though. Thank you. It's the Van Wilder. Yeah. That's true. That's, uh, and so is mine. Like, they're both, like, yeah. It was almost my modeling name in general, but then I was told it was just a bit too cheesy, so it works for the wrestling and fetish works. stuff. So is it after the Ryan Reynolds film? A little. A little bit? A little. It's okay. uh, it's equal parts, like, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and, like, low-key Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. That's that's comfy. That's a good pillow to land on. Like it's two very different things, but it's a it's little like bit Ryan of fucking Reynolds and then, um, Little House in the fucking. I know, <laughs> and that's my personality. There you go. It's pretty good. So Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Little House on the Prairie, Bugs Bunny. We got Jim Carrey living yes. in there. So where did the savage come from? I forgot. So that's just like we you just know threw it in there for like alliteration. Yeah, like savage is in yeah. wrestling savage, you know. It could so, have been any yeah. S word, like Saya Sandwich. No, Saya Savage is perfect. No, I it's guess, amazing. Yeah, I guess you threw it. I mean, I obviously I like I the word savage behind it. You are savage. Yeah. You are absolutely savage. It works, right? Like it, it does. Totally matches really well. And I am wild. <laughs> because we've had so many girls that like will come up with a name and then like two months later be like, can I change my name? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Oh, Sumiko's great because like Sumiko. No take oh, back. So Sumiko's middle name is close to Sumiko. Yeah. And because her real name is very white, and she was just like, I don't know if I want to go by that. Mm. And I was like, No. Oh, that would not have been right. Yeah, and I was like, Let's do something that's a little more. Um, God, I was like, Let's do a little more Asian, you know? Yeah, and it's like a like a street fight. She changed one like two or three letters in the last name, and it came out to Sumiko. But I thought of it more in terms of anime. So it'd be yeah. like, Sumiko. No, I, I so, love it. So, so I would just pronounce it like, Sumiko. And, but everyone goes like, Sumiko? 
Mm. She hates that shit. Mm. She, she hates it. It's called Sumiko, but it's Sumiko. Sumiko. But, yeah. uh, but See, I watched too much anime. I was like, Sumiko? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a. Yeah, right? You guys got it right. It's like Sumiko. It's not even like yeah. something you would think to pronounce. Yeah, uh, but like, it's uh, the name, I think, <laughs> it, it makes a huge difference, I think, when you actually pick it out. Uh, Sleeper Kid was a weird thing because it was just like, no one does sleeper holds anymore. And I, at the time, I looked like a kid. So that was the thing. It's like sleeper kid. You yeah. still do. You still you look such like a, kid. a baby no, face. No. You like added a little bit of edge to yourself. <laughs> finally, <laughs> man. That's why I tell everyone who everyone who complains about how they look like a child. I'm like, yeah, but imagine. Yeah. How happy you're gonna be when you're I in know, your exactly, 40s right? and you look so young. You know what I think of? I think of it's like the Paul the Paul Red thing. Like when you look oh, at Paul yeah, Red. Oh yeah, exactly. He's yeah. he's. Look the same since Clippers. Yeah, well, no, people with baby faces don't age. It's not yeah. a bad thing. It's actually like a really... I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that I can still call myself super kid and people are like, oh, that's not... But you really so haven't bad. aged. No, that's you've good. actually regressed. That's... I, uh, okay. Like, you, you... In the last few years, you've started to look younger, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, right, well, that's good. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I'm, I mean, I'm it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad happiness thing. thing. <laughs> happiness makes you look young. <laughs> They're on to me. <laughs> now we must drain them of their blood. Is that um, why you're having all these young models over here? <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, yeah, they just we we it's, there's a high turnover rate. Oh my! Uh, all right, okay, so I think that's uh, that's the end of it. Um, uh, the great thing is that you are coming back to Atlanta, hopefully, uh, and if you do, we're gonna do way. I mean, we're gonna shoot with you. We're gonna get Cat back in here. We're gonna shoot with Velvets. Uh, you're gonna produce your own material as well, and maybe even do a side website where you do your own like French fetish stuff, which would be really interesting to see. I would love to see you do the uh, the the war stuff because I think you'll get a kick out of it. Oh, absolutely! I'm. That's something I can definitely and get I think into. Like gear based fetish too. Like, hey, I want you to wear this. I want you to wear that. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. But it's fun for a lot of people, I think, to just like get into like wearing stuff and like doing silly things that you know you're gonna get paid for. Which is, uh, that's what we're doing, right? Absolutely. And I'm in love with it. Anybody that wants to pay me to eat food, you can you can pay Saya or Kat for that. I Dude, like to eat food as well. Can I just be in the background, you not wanna... in the shot? I'll just grab a slice of pizza. <laughs> you want to watch a scrawny blonde eat and eat and eat? Yeah, yeah. Hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Just or like a super buff, muscular, gorgeous Wonder Woman type. Eat and eat and eat. Yeah. Call yeah. us. <laughs> Supergirl and Wonder Woman eat all the food. <laughs> Wonder, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't I keep remembering that every time I hear it. <laughs> okay. Twice, not once. All right, twice. so we're going to do some, uh, we'll do some plugs now. So we have Kat Van Wilder here. Thank you so much for, for braving the night to join us. I'm so happy um, to be here. You. There is going to be a beautiful full moon tonight. We'll go check that out. Well, well, oh, yes. But, uh, no wonder we're all so like. <laughs> yeah, we're all insane right now. Uh, so, Cat by Wilder can be found uh, on Instagram. Do you want to do an Instagram plug or no? Uh, you can find me on Instagram either as Amy Wilder will find you all of my print modeling. Yes. And Cat Van Wilder, uh, W-Y-L-D-E-R, will find you my wrestling and fetish persona. Any You should tweets? follow both. Um, I have Twitter under both of those names as okay. well. Um, my my print modeling Twitter is mostly just reposting from my Instagram. My Cat Van Wilder Twitter is becoming more active. Mm -hmm. My Cat Van Wilder social media is fairly new, so 
run with me. But I'm glad. I'm, this is, we feel like we're the beginning of I'm something putting right it here. together. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm really happy about it. I, I remember the last time we did a podcast, I was talking about how I'm still fairly inexperienced in fetish modeling and that I'm, you know, planning on doing a social media and doing more. So mm-hmm. really doing it. We <laughs> should put Tokyo pictures there. Yes, please. And you're also making peace with, uh, I think, the, uh, the merging of your print versus the fetish stuff. Yes, that and really that's, cool. I, I am making peace with that. I'm, I, it's, it's such a, it's, Honestly, I love seeing so pleasing. It's so nice. I, I love seeing people walk into our world. And mm, like, yeah, they 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 build a camp. It's so nice mm. to finally just accept what I like and yes. decide that like I really feeling. don't give a shit what anyone it's else so, thinks because this is what feeling. I love. I think that's why getting older is actually so like you dread it when you're younger. The thought of it, and then yeah. you, you start to get older, and you're like, yes, this yes, is yes. the best this is happiness <laughs> because you finally actually start to become comfortable in your own With, skin, in whatever your own that skin. is. Absolutely. Okay. Let your freak flag fly. So, uh, Saya, do you you probably do you not want to do the Instagram thing because I think that's more like your personal life. Or? Um, yeah. So the Instagram. I mean, I guess you can um, you can follow me. I don't do wrestling stuff on there, so you know um, if you're interested, um, it's well, I don't even know. So it's mustache, but the e is a three, and then it's underscore writer. Um, the E is a three. So, you are amazing. Mustache writer. That's me on Instagram. The E's are three. So guys, if you want to, if you want to grow a mustache and uh, post a photo, uh, let's have it to mustache. Mustache underscore writer, but the uh, the last E is a three. Yeah, well, both E's are three. Oh, both E's are three. Okay. <laughs> All right. So mustache underscore writer, both E's are threes, and that will be Saya. Uh, also, we have SensuallySavageProductions.com, which is, uh, I mean, it's gaining quite a following because you, you're really tying in combat with just brutality and like uh, sensuality and stuff like that. It's, it's been really, really good. Uh, at, in terms of the Twitter, is it sensual? I think it's Sensually Savage. Okay. So for a tweet, Sensually yes. Savage. Yes. That's it. Uh, and uh, for myself, it's uh, SuperKidsWorld.com, SKWPPV.com. Um, uh, Twitter, I think I'm still at SleeperKid. No one ever took that name, thank God. Uh, and for Velvet's Fantasies, uh, for those of you guys who want to check out Kat and Sia's work, which is coming out soon, and it's fantastic. We have uh, www.velvetsfantasies.com, and my wife's tweety, Twitter name is uh, at Miss Velvets. Mm. So there you go, guys. Follow us. Um, we hope you had a good time with this podcast, and we're shooting a lot more stuff tomorrow, and it's going to be a blast, and we can't wait to have these ladies back, uh, and hopefully both living in Atlanta. That, that's that the ideal. Happen. Big maybe. Big maybe. <laughs> but if that happens, that means that they're going to be available for your customs, so uh, we'll give you more information on that as it goes. In the meantime... Um, Good night, guys, and uh, say good night, ladies. Good night. Good night. Thank you for Thanks joining for being us. Here with us. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go drink and fall asleep. Adios. Hell yes. Woo-hoo. Yes.